With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Diamonds are forever. They won't leave in the night. I've no fear that they might hurt me. Time again, 
It's Super Bowl time, and we got the pregame show here. You are now rocking with the best. This is Coach Kyer in the building. You are now rocking with OriginalNativeRadio.com, sponsored by RelaxationIsTheKey.com, as well as BigMamaMagic.com. Please visit all the sponsors tonight. Hit that email, sign up list, sign up on that newsletter list so we can make sure you stay tuned in to Zoom in. BigMamaMagic.com, RelaxationIsTheKey.com, and OriginalNativeRadio.com in the building. Tonight we... Uh, it's just a everybody's been waiting on it. You all know what it is. Get your notebooks. Get tuned in to Zoom in. We got a nice amount of time laid out here, and you know how this goes. The Super Bowl every year is how they play out. You know what I'm saying? These energies are played out for us to have some observation and and get some valuable lessons out of them. So every year, you know, the infamous Oracle, Big Mama Magic herself, steps up in the building and lets us know, pregame and postgame, what we can look out for, what to look out for, and let's analyze what has happened. So without further ado, I want y'all to get y'all hands together. But Big Mama Magic herself in the building, calling from the 336, Big Mama Magic. Sister Myra, hey, Mama. <laughs> hey, son. <laughs> How you doing? How are you tonight? You no, know, I'm blessed by the best around this rascal right here. I'm doing well. Okay, well, we're going to jump into this. This is about symbolism. I'm not here to give any predictions. I'm not trying to tell you who's going to win uh, and who's going to lose. It goes deeper than that. This is symbolism. It's about what's being symbolized. Anytime you pull your energy, that's how you create a spirit. So this is the rituals that are used annually to get the, the energy pulled and to create the spirit that should unfold over the year. Um, so now if you will go back to last year's uh, Super Bowl symbolism where we had um, uh, character versus degradation and degradation one. Uh, this is was uh, identifying the time frame that we're in at this time uh, for the larger picture, and that meant Sodom and Gomorrah, where the royal daughter was uh, thrown down for the sake of having sexual relationships with other men, which was the symbolism of the Packers versus the Steelers. Um, the Steelers, of course, uh, the EL, follow the trail of the EL. Anywhere you see the EL, that's where royalty is being denoted. So this is the royal daughter, uh, daughter character, uh, versus, like I said, degradation. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, now you have a choice. You can either vibrate at the higher level vibration or you can vibrate at the lower vi uh, level vibration. One representing the higher, representing the royal vibration, and the lower representing the vibrations of the peasants. So it's your choice. There's no judgment here. It's just that in order for you uh, to vibrate at the royal high level, um, you have to vibrate in the spirit of character. That is the uh, energy of daughter Earth. She has been deprived of her royal status, her sacred status, because we have been compromising character uh, for um, the materialism of the illusion. 
so this is what uh, needs to fall in order for her to evolve. Uh, so by the same token, uh, in the illusionary world, she has to fall in order for um, this um, uh, climate of um, Sodom and Gomorrah to prosper. Uh, what we're saying is no bars, you know, be with whoever you want, no limitations. Everybody is, um, you know, open game. Um, like I said, you can only regenerate or degenerate. So if you're not regenerating, you're automatically de degenerating. Um, so the degeneration, uh, as I've told people, it, uh, first it starts with um, interracial relationships. And then it goes from interracial relationships to uh, homosexual relationships. And then it goes from homosexual uh, to pedophilia, from pedophilia to um, bestiality, uh, and then spirit-added necrophilia, which is having uh, sex with dead bodies as the, um, the, the last cog in that degenerate flow or cycle of energy. Um, so this is what was symbolic of the Super Bowl last year, um, you know, where you can either choose to um, uh, indulge in the free-for-all or you can uh, stay true to the spirit of character, which is what is um, about daughter Earth shaking off the parasites and now stepping up to her royal status as the princess of the royal family, thus completing the, um, the the royal family where we become a star system, and this is how this will be reverberate throughout the the years, uh, out, throughout the cosmos. Excuse me. So first, I want to start off with leading leaving off from that premise. I'm going to read you um, from this information came from straight from the uh, Kabbalic information, and it talks about the father, uh, the mother and the Holy Spirit or the Son all prepared to raise the fallen daughter. So this is where we left off last year with the fallen daughter, uh, the, the royal daughter in the, in the Steelers being um, falling down. And it talks about um, they all prepared to raise the fallen daughter, the Hay, and that's spelled H-E, Hay, the mother, Yod, the father, and Va, the son, once more, symbolically, unite with the final hay, the daughter, raising the fallen daughter, the animal soul or matter, to the throne of the mother, where the earthly component, the hay final, the daughter, is redeemed by her marriage with the son and is thereby set up on the throne of the mother. So this is where we left off with the Super Bowl of last year, um, where the daughter, the falling, we, we set the stage for the falling daughter. Um, just like I talk about the daughter representing the Cinderella energy. Cinder, meaning carbon or black. El, the title of divinity. And La, feminine, the black divine feminine. Uh, the one that had to go, the servant girl, who ends up marrying the prince and becoming the queen. So anytime we're dealing with Cinderella, we're talking about from the bottom to the top you know, the rejected stone that becomes the cornerstone. Uh, it's in her rejection and redemption that the world is transformed. Of course, Daughter Earth, uh, the black woman, is the individual aspect of Daughter Earth. Uh, so that's the point we're at in this larger scheme of things. 
Um, so now, when last year, when I talked about the symbolism of the Super Bowl last year in Baltimore, I indicated to Baltimore that um, the Ravens would be uh, very significant in this scenario, uh, and which they truly did turn out to be significant. Um, and this is why I'm saying don't look at um, it in the, in, the, in the context of win or lose, because then you miss the bigger picture if that's the only um, gauge you're going to use. Uh, that's the literalization, you see, that uh, we've been programmed under to only see things um, from an individual perspective. We have to collect the dot. We have to connect the dots when we're dealing with spirit. Spirit is always talking about a collective. So the symbolic language, symbolism, is the language of spirit. You see, so you have to understand symbolism in, on, in order to understand how spirit communicates with you um, and how you can communicate with spirit because you always have to do that on a collective in order to get the spiritual, um, uh, uh, the spirit attention. So we have uh, Baltimore. Um, now, first let me get to this. Based on what I just read you about the, 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 the mother the father and the son, uniting to raise the fallen daughter. So now let's look at the last four teams um, that were in the playoffs uh, this year. We had um, the Baltimore Ravens. Now one of the reasons I indicated that the Baltimore Ravens would be significant this year was because we've seen that uh, we each of these Super Bowl symbolism will progress from where it left off. So the next progressive state, uh, step uh, in the symbolism would be for the son uh, to redeem the fallen daughter. Uh, so the son, which would represent the, the Baltimore Ravens, the Ravens, the symbolism, we're just looking at the symbols, the Ravens, um, its energy is Leo, so that represents the sun, uh, but it's the ravens, which is the black hidden power of the sun, the magical power of the sun. And I've always told you energy unfolds from mama to son, which is the hidden blackness of mama universe who is exposed through the sun, S-U-N. So um, the Baltimore ravens represented, uh, the ravens represented the, the exposure of the, the, the power of the hidden power, the mama power. Um, and because uh, the Steelers and the Ravens are in the same division, it would officially make them brother and sister uh, symbolically. Uh, and then both of them, um, the, the Steelers has wears the royal title, uh, the EL in Steelers, and then as we look at the Ravens, um, known as the Circle of Bow, and as I've explained to you guys before, Bow spelled B-A-E-L, represents the royal son who came down from the highest royal mama and fell down to the lowest and now is being healed to step back up, you know, into its royal position. So, um, therefore, the EL shows up there for the royal son. So um, this is one of the reasons why I knew they would be significant um, in playing a role to redeem the fallen daughter. Now, uh, so we looked at the ravens, which represented the royal son. And then the ravens went up against, of course, the patriarchs. 
Now, we all know about the patriarch. The patriarch has been, it represents the system, the patriotic spirit. You know, uh, it's been taking, the, the, the patriarchs have been taking down the royal family since after 9-11. Uh, where um, at 9-11, when they had the Super Bowl in New Orleans, um, uh, the patriarchs against the realms. Of course, the realms representing Aries, or uh, anytime we're looking at Aries, we're looking at Haru, Mars energy. So our Haru is their hero, you know. So taking down Haru was symbolic of them taking down uh, the royal son or the prince of the royal family. Uh, because Aries is the cardinal fire, which would represent the prince of the royal family. So then they, then they took down, um, I don't remember exactly which order, but they took down uh, the matriarch when they, the New England Patriots beat um, the, um, North Carolina. Uh, that was symbolic of them taking down the matriarch. Of course, this is when they had the whole Janet Jackson debacle with the young patriarch. Uh, represented by Justin Timberlake, uh, you know, taking down, humiliating, and exposing uh, the matriarch. And then that's exactly the game that was going on, the patriarchs against the matriarch with uh, the patriarchs against the North Carolina, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, which Queen Charlotte. Um, so that was the, the, the symbolism of that. And then the New England patriarchs also took out um, the Eagles, uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, which, of course, represented the royal father. Anytime we're dealing with the air element, we're dealing with the father. So the Eagles uh, represented the father that um, the, the uh, New England Patriots also took down. Um, so, um, so the Patriots, and then I did dig up some more material now. It's interesting that the, the game, the Super Bowl, is going to be played in Indianapolis. And uh, the Patriarchs uh, represents Gemini energy. Uh, June 10th um, is the birth date for the, uh, the Patriarchs, and it is representative of Gemini. Well, Indianapolis is also Gemini energy. It's uh, June 7th. So, uh, and this is where the Super Bowl is going to be uh, in Indianapolis. So what is the symbolism of that? Now, remember, we've got to look at the symbolism. So I did, um, I was, when I was looking up the symbolism for the patriarchs, I came across this material. Uh, it's called, it says here, um, it's talking about devoting the entire chapter, analyzing the reason why the Sons of Liberty use Mohawk disguises. Almost everyone, regardless of knowledge of history, knows that the patriarchs who participated in the most famous protests of American Revolution, were dressed as Mohawks. But there is almost no information on why this specific disguise was chosen. It uh, goes on to say the Indian character can then be traced in the early engravings made by patriarchs to symbolize the oppressed colonies. The most interesting early example of the obelisk designed by Paul Revere to celebrate the repeal of the Stamp Act. The structure was made Oiled paper was designed to carry 300 lanterns inside. On one of the panels, an oppressed American is shown as an Indian laying under the Liberty Tree. The image of the Indian has played part in many other protests. For example, 
Some units of the Boston Sons of Liberty were called after Native people, even before the Boston Tea Party was carried out. Mohawk River Indians was one of such names. While boycotting English tea, patriarchs were promoting a substitute drink called Indian tea, made out of locally grown roots. And the first documented case of using the Indian dress was the burning of the British ship Gatsby in June of 1772. The ship was targeted for pursuing smugglers off the coast of New England. A group of colonists dressed up as American Indians rode to the ship at night and set it on fire. Some anti-British proclamations distributed by the patriotic group was also signed the Mohawks. As a final proof, the book suggests taking a close look at the state seal of Massachusetts, designed by Paul Revere, which is still the official symbol of the Commonwealth. In, 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 in it, has, it, it has an Indian figure in the center of the shield. So there we're looking at the uh, patriarchs and its symbolic connection uh, to the Indian dress attire to accomplish its um, revolutionary acts. Uh, so interesting that we will be um, having the Super Bowl in Indianapolis you know, with these New England patriots, okay? So look at the symbolism. And see, I'm putting these symbols out here not just for me to tell you what it means, for you to get your own impressions, you know, of what it says to you symbolically, you know, uh, which is how they've been going over our heads, you know, in um, doing these rituals because as long as we continue only to look at the literal details, uh, we don't see the bigger picture that, um, you know, that um, is being used uh, for us to focus on and energize the spirit that they would like for us to unfold uh, uh, over the year to come. So we got the um, ravens, which represented the royal son, are the royal brother of um, of the um, the Steelers. Then we have the patriarchs. Then uh, on the other side we had the giants. Of course, now the giants um, is Taurus energy. Uh, its birthday is May 16th. And at first I was so focused, and that's the thing when you're dealing with symbolism, you always have to be prepared for whatever enlightenment you get. As this unfolds, whatever unfolds, you cannot see the whole story. And when you are conscious of what is unfolding, what you're conscious of, whatever enlightenment you have, will always carry carry its own shadow. So what you do come into knowing about the situation, automatically there's something hidden. So whenever you're dealing with spirit, you have to be prepared for the fact that whatever you're seeing there's going to be something that you're still not seeing. And you won't be able to see the full picture until it is done, until it is over with. Then you'll understand the full picture of what is happening. Uh, So always stay flexible when you're dealing with spiritual symbolism, when you're trying to understand the message. Don't ever think that you've got the complete knowledge of what is really uh, being symbolized. You can only continue to follow the flow of the energy until the cycle has been complete, and then that's when it will manifest and become 
uh, a reality as to what is happening from a larger level. So as we look at the Giants, I was so focused on uh, the um, the Ravens uh, redeeming the fallen daughter that, um, you know, um, this is the scenario I was looking at um, when the playoffs came through and we saw uh, who the four teams were and the last, um, you know, the last four teams were. Um, so I I wasn't that much focused on the Giants until I happened to walk by the TV set and um, I saw, you know, they, 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 they gave us a glimpse of the, the Giants quarterback. Uh, and his name, Eli Manning. And then I'm looking at Eli Manning. I'm going, hmm, there we see the EL. Remember, follow the trail of the EL. Wherever you see the EL is where you're looking at, um, you know, the royalty or the divinity. So uh, Eli Manning, and then if you if you um, look at that, um, the EL, uh, Eli Manning, that's the royal man, the royal man which, of course, is representing the father of the royal family, um, you know, the father of the royal family, uh, and coming in the energy of Taurus, which is the sign of value. So this is, um, I, like I always tell you, energy unfolds from mama to son. Well, that's uh, mama represents the power. Love, she's mama love. Love is not an emotion. Love is a power. Uh, and then the sun is what reflects that power, with it, which, which exposes the most hidden power of mama. So whenever you're dealing with mama and son, you're dealing with the power of love. And so, and then when it goes from father to daughter, the father represents the spirit, you know, the righteous spirit, and the daughter represents character and value, or the worth of the royal family. So whenever, when we put the father together with the daughter, that's the value, uh, the, 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 um, the, the spiritual value of character or the, um, the character, um, the, the spirit in character or the value of spiritual character. That's the combination you're looking at symbolically uh, when you're looking at the father and the daughter. And then so Eli Manning with the Giants uh, coming in Taurus energy um, is coming uh, for the sake of the value of the daughter. Um, so where we're looking at the daughter, the falling daughter being redeemed, you know, um, then this would fall in line with that. Um, so and then as we go on to, uh, so Eli Manning, the Giants, representing the father, um, you know, uh, coming to redeem the fallen daughter as well as the, the, the brother, you know, uh, through the Ravens. And then as we go to the 49ers, the 49ers, I had to look up the symbolism of the 49ers to understand the role they're playing in this. And when I looked up the symbolism of the 49ers, um, they said uh, it blew my socks off. I was not prepared for who it was identifying because, um, and I'm just going to read you, it says uh, 40, the properties of the number 49, the symbolism of the 49 actually represents, uh, it says the Virgin Mary was 49 years old during the ascension of, uh, of, of the, her son Jesus, okay, or the Christ, you know, replace Jesus with the Christ, the ascension, or the resurrection, 
See, the son has to resurrect into the father in order to redeem the daughter. So the ascension of the son from the mama, uh, the 49 litanies of the Blessed Virgin, St. Mary, St. Mother of God, Blessed Virgin of Virgins, Mother of Christ, Mother of the Divine Grace, Mother Very Pure, Mother Very Chaste, Mother Always Virgin, Mother Without Stain, Mother Pleasant, Mother Admirable, Mother of the Good Counsel, Mother of the Creator, Mother of the Savior, the Virgin Very Prudent, uh, Virgin Venerable, uh, Virgin Worthy of Praise, Virgin Powerful. All these are titles that they're giving um, this number 49 in symbolism of the great ma- uh, mama, the, the mom, the highest of mama, not just um, you know um, any mama. It's got to be the, the highest mama because this is all the titles uh, given to the highest of mama. Uh, let's see: the Tower of David, the Tower of Ivory, the House of Gold, the Ark of Alliance, the Door of the Sky, the Star of the Morning, the Salvation of the Infirm, Refuge of Sinners, Comforter of Mourners. Help of the Christians, queens of angels, queen of patriarchs, queen of prophets, queen of apostles, queen of martyrs, queen of confessors, queen of virgins, queen of all saints. The queen conceived without the original spot. The queen raised uh, in the skies, uh, the queen of peace. So we're talking about the most, the, uh, uh, the most honorable mama uh, symbolized through the 49ers. Actually, they also even talk about uh, the attribute of the jubilee. You see, the bondsmen are free when we're talking about the symbolism of the 49ers. So what did we get here? Now, there's no such thing as coincidence. So the last four teams represented the royal son, the royal father, and the royal mama all coming up against the system or the patriarch. Now, the son... um, which was when the patriarchs uh, met with, uh, went up against the um, the ravens. Um, of course, they got taken down, you know, because the son has to be resurrected in order to be able, you know, to redeem the daughter. So when we look at the giants, the giants is representing the son has to be resurrected into the father. You see, so. Um, the son on his own could not take down the system um, as it has undermined and devalued the royal daughter, you see. So now uh, we had the, um, the NFC championship where you had the father, the royal father, and the royal mama fighting it out between them two to figure out who was going to be the one to step up you know, and challenge, you know, the system or the patriarchs uh, in the Super Bowl. And, of course, the royal father won that battle. You see, mama sit back, you know, just like the son told the sister to sit back when Baltimore symbolically uh, beat the Steelers to win the division. They had to beat them twice. So that was symbolic of the royal son, the Ravens, telling you know, his sister sit back, you've done your part, now let me go in from here. So symbolically, as whatever happens uh, on one end also happens on the opposite end. So where the son, you know, set back the royal sister, so did the father 
have the royal mama sit back while they stepped up to take on this battle against the system to redeem the fallen daughter. When the this is a rematch, and four years ago um, we had the giants against the patriarchs. And in that um, Super Bowl, uh, it was really symbolic of the sleeping giants taking back, you know, the powers that were stolen, um, you know, by the the, the, the system, um, you know, uh, from the giants, um, the Jack and the Beanstalk story, uh, where Jack went up and stole the goose that laid the golden egg, which is our prosperity, and stole the heart which is the ability to control the weather. You know, of course, we all know of the H-A-A-R-P. Well, symbolically, when um, the giants took down the patriarchs four years ago, it was symbolic of the sleeping giants no longer sleeping dead, taking back those powers. Now, this Super Bowl, with this rematch, is going to be more symbolic of the father redeeming the falling daughter, you see, the father redeeming the daughter. That's what this contest is now about, you see. Uh, so, um, so it's no coincidence we got the Ravens, um, the son, the Giants, the father, and the 49ers, the royal mama, all coming up against the patriarchs to see uh, who's going to redeem the royal daughter, just like the material I started off reading about how those three will combine and take down, uh, you know, the raise the fallen daughter. Um, they use this, the same symbolism was used um, in 2009 uh, um, at the inauguration uh, of, um, of um, Obama, because if you look up the word arger or you look up the word auspices, you will see that it's a symbolic of a ritual which uses a flock of birds you know, to assume power that is not rightfully um, theirs. And so they use this symbolism of the flock of birds uh, in that Super Bowl because the last four teams in that Super Bowl was uh, the Ravens, the um, Cardinals, and the Eagles all coming up against the Steelers. So you see the flock of birds coming up against uh, the royal daughter. Uh, to assume the power which was not rightfully theirs. And, of course, the operative bird was the cardinal representing the Roman Catholic Church, and that was how that Super Bowl ended up, the cardinals against the Steelers. Of course, the Steelers did win that battle. So uh, this was like um, the Roman Catholic Church trying to assume the power of the royal um, daughter, redeemed daughter, who was supposed to be the master of the earth, you see, so trying to assume and to retain that power that she has been raped and deprived of um, through this illusionary system of materialism. So um, they use that flock of birds. And this all goes back to, um, there's nothing coincidental about this. So, um, it was not coincidental that in that inauguration uh, of, um, of Obama, um, you know, and he um, had um, uh, Beyonce come and sing uh, the song At Last. Uh, with that song At Last is symbolic of, you know, the um, royal daughter um, 
you know, um, glorifying the fact that her royal son, her, her, her brother, is now coming home to her to redeem her. Uh, if you look at the song of that, uh, at last, this is what you will get. Now, um, so rather than them having Etta James come and sing the song at the inauguration, of course, they had Beyonce come and sing that song. Uh, now, um, and Etta James could not understand why, you know, when uh, if you still have the original, and we all know, we know she didn't originate that song, but um, that was her signature song. We all knew Etta James when you talked about the song at last. Um, so she didn't understand why she wasn't called upon to sing the song. Uh, but the reason she wasn't called upon is because, um, you know, um, y'all know my stance on Obama being a, a hybrid, perpetrating himself as a black man, which he is not, you know, um, you know, standing in a place he ought not, um, you know, perpetrating himself as something he's not in order to gain his power. Uh, well, you know, so he is the king hybrid. Um, and Beyonce is the queen. So that's why she was the one chosen to come and sing that song at the inauguration, uh, you know, rather than Etta James. Etta James had a, a white father, Minnesota Fats, but she had a black mama, which makes her black. Um, and Beyonce is just the opposite. I know her mama looks black, her grandmama looks black. You had to go all the way back to her great-grandmama to find uh, the white mama, but if the great grandmama was white, so was the mama, and so was, uh, which makes Beyonce white, so the hybrid. Uh, so this is why Etta James was snubbed, you see, because it was not about uh, the, the the original black man coming back to his original queen. Um, you know, we are being circumvented. It's time now, and they know it's time for us to resurrect and step up to our empowerment. And so they want to, you know, circumvent that by uh, creating a new black rather than the authentic black. So uh, that's what that was all symbolic of. And it's not by coincidence that um, 13 days, which adds up to four, 13 days after um, Beyonce birthed forth a child in um, Etta James, passed away. And a Jane passed away on the 20th of January while the birth of uh, Beyonce's child was on the 7th of January. So 13 days from that point, um, 13 days difference, which adds up to four. So you see this four is very significant. Um, and to who, who's perpetrating who? Who's imitating who? You know, so whatever happens above or whatever is um, formulating or unfolding from above will definitely be imitated below. You see. So the imitation or the perpetration of uh, the fours, um, you know, in opposition to the higher meaning behind those fours. Because if you add up 49ers, of course, you get a four, which, but of course the 49 uh, adds up to that uh, symbolism of the great and highest mama, you see. Uh, and talking about the virgin mama, which, of course, Beyonce is Virgo. So this is not all by coincidence. This is by imitation. And so, um, you know, and it's all part of this scenario. So 
um, all for all this to line up, you know, is not coincidental uh, in harmony with what the Super Bowl energy uh, is, is symbolic of, you see. So that is how we're seeing, you know, what's being orchestrated um, in this um, in this whole scenario. Uh, the father resurrecting, uh, the son resurrecting into the father in order to take on uh, the system as they have taken down and undermined the value of the royal daughter uh, to continue to assume the power that is not rightfully theirs. Uh, so that is um, what we're seeing, you know, showing up in the symbolisms of this Super Bowl uh, coming up. And um, then I want to, um, um, I'm going to read you uh, a uh, part from my favorite book, The Celestial Ship of the North. Um, it talks about the giants, because that's what I do when I start analyzing the symbolism. I, it's not the teams that I'm analyzing and how they play or who can beat who. That is not what I'm analyzing. I'm analyzing their symbols you know, to understand the bigger scenario or the bigger picture of what is happening here. Uh, so when I went to look up the giants, uh, it says these, there were giants who built the tower uh, and were great astrologers. They had received their instructions of secret wisdom concerning the heavens from their fathers, the mighty ones who had left records of the periodic uh, cataclysms which they themselves had witnessed. This is in flat contradiction to the Bible narrative, which tells us that the deluge was sent for the special destruction of the giants. The Babylon priests had no reason for telling lies. The giants were the astrologers in whose temples were kept records of all great periodical upheavals of which they were witnesses. And, of course, this takes us back to the, the Nephilims um, from Nebiru, um, you know, our ancestral energy. And because we're looking at the father, um, the father is always connected to spirit, father spirit. So um, when you, you have to put the son and the father in equal balance in order to become whole and be able to um, activate their full empowerment. So that's why the son or the, the um, ravens weren't able to do it on their own. It has to be the son resurrected into the father. That means our men are now going to have to step up, but they're going to get help from um, another level. That's the giants, uh, the father, the father, the spiritual father coming in, uh, represented as the giants or the Nephilim coming back around from Nebiru um, at, the, at the end of this, what is it, 26,000-year cycle, uh, coming back um, to... Um, to harmonize with the sun, to resurrect the sun so that he is uh, in balance. Remember, the sun in his ego stays in the matrix. He has to come out of his ego in order to resurrect into the father. So he's, uh, the, the, the father coming from another level, another realm, another uh, coming from the universe, you see, um, you know, represented as the giants of old. Um, our ancestors coming back uh, to get into balance with the sun and resurrect them so that they can uh, come up against um, the system who has prepared to come back at them 
by trying to undermine uh, the royal daughter. So this is the scenario that has been set um, for um, this Super Bowl. Now, there's one other um, thing I want to read you um, in in connection to this um, um, this scenario. Um, and this showed up in my symbolism of the Super Bowl four years ago when we had the matchup of the Giants versus the Patriarchs. And this was called, I heard this uh, is called the myth of Antius. And where I got Antius from was um, none other than, um, uh, what's his name, um, um, Denzel Washington in the movie, um, uh, what's the movie where uh, he, they were ha- the great debaters. And he was telling his students about the giant named Antius. And when he talked about Antius, the giant named Antius, I went up and I, I went to look up that story. And that's the story I want to relay to you now. Remember, symbolism, symbolism. Uh, now, their, um, our, their, their hero is um, an imitation of our Haru, you see. So when we're talking about their hero, we're talking about them challenging our Haru. So, um, you know, and which leads us to Hercules. Hercules was their hero, uh, the man of strength who controlled the gods. And, of course, we are the gods. Um, but, uh, and remember, the element of air represents the mind, um, and the element of earth represents the value and character uh, and strength. So in the myth of Antaeus, Hercules, uh, it's a battle between Hercules and Antaeus. Antaeus is the giant, and Hercules, of course, is their hero. Um, so Hercules did not return to Mycenae my, my by a direct route. He first traveled Libya, whose king Antaeus, son of uh, Poseidon, and Mother Earth was in the habit of forcing strangers to wrestle with him until they were exhausted upon where he killed them. Now here this is where they villainizing the giant again, just like they did in Jack and the Beanstalk, and just like they just said the biblical account of the giants were were false. So um, you have to see through where they made the, the giant the bad guy. You know, even in the Jack and the Beanstalk story, the the giant was really a beneficent giant. You know, he tried to give Jack some of the eggs, and uh, but Jack wanted it all. He wanted the harp. He wanted the, the goose. Uh, so, um, but when he stole the treasures from the giants of high, uh, their world began to die as, you know, he began to prosper, um, you know, as he brought those tools and those gifts down to the system. Uh, so, um, so here, um, so they, here you're, you're going to see them make the giant the bad guy or the villain, but you have to see past that and see just the opposite. Spiritual reality is opposite the physical illusion. So anytime you're trying to see the whole story, you look at the physical and see the opposite of that to understand um, the, the spiritual reality. Um, so it says here, but whenever he, um, upon which he killed them, for not only was he strong and a skillful athlete, but whenever he touched the earth, his strength revived. 
he saved the skulls of his victims to a roof in a temple of Poseidon. It is not known whether Hercules, who was determined to end this barbarous practice, challenged Antaeus or was challenged by Antaeus. Antaeus, however, proved to be no easy victim, being a giant who lived in a cave beneath a towering cliff where he feasted on the flesh of lions and slept on the bare ground in order to conserve and increase his already colossal strength. Mother Earth, not yet sterile after her birth of the giant, had conceived Antaeus in a, a, um, in a cave in Libya and found more reason to boast of him than even of her elder children, uh, Typhon, Typhus, and Bararis. I know I might be messing up some of these names, but it would have gone ill with the Olympians if he had not fought against them on the plains of Falergra. In preparation for the wrestling match, both combatants cast off their lion pelts. But while Hercules rubbed himself with oil in the Olympic fashion, Antaeus poured hot sand over his limbs, lest contact with the earth through the soles of his feet alone should prove insufficient. Hercules planned to preserve his strength and wear Antaeus down, but after tossing him full length on the ground, he was amazed to see the giant's muscles swell and a healthy flush suffuse his limbs as Mother Earth revived him. The combatants grappled against and uh, grappled again, and presently Antaeus flung himself down on his own accord, not waiting to be thrown. Upon which Hercules, realizing what was uh, what was up, lifted him high into the air, then cracked his ribs, and despite the hollow groans of Mother Earth, held him aloft until he died. So the symbolism of this is, they say um, the giant was, um, you know, the, the child of Mother Earth, and every time he would fall to the ground, Mother Earth would strengthen him. And when Hercules realized that she was strengthening him when he threw, when he threw him to the ground, then that's when he would lift him up, he lifted him up in the air. And because he believed that his disconnection from the earth made him helpless, then that's how Hercules was able to strangle him, you know, and win the contest. So, in fact, it's symbolic of the system or the, the hero or Hercules uh, defeating Antaeus mentally through the mind holding him up in the air, so programming him and disconnecting him from his mama, which is disconnecting him from mama universe, disconnecting him from the earth, which is was his mama, which is daughter earth. So taking down the feminine uh, aspect of Antaeus' family uh, by lifting him in the air. Uh, and thereby defeating him uh, in his own belief that he was helpless in his power because, um, you know, uh, in his disconnection uh, to his mother and his um, uh, the mother are symbolically the, the, the mama and the daughter, you see, uh, disconnecting him from the black woman is how he was weakened and mentally destroyed. This is all what this is symbolic of. So um, if you see that whole picture, you're going to get a whole different scenario of, you know, what is 
actually being symbolized um, in these rituals, um, you know, when it comes to the Super Bowl and how they're trying to energize um, the spirit that they want to unfold. And just like I told you the Sodom and Gomorrah story last year um, with the Steelers against the Packers, and I told you it was going to, um, with the, the Packers winning, that was saying that uh, degeneration won that battle. So it was showing us going into, um, you know, the Sodom and Gomorrah aspect of uh, where we're at. And every civilization that has, um, you know, adopted um, um, homosexuality as the main desire nationally, um, then that is when they've fallen. That's when they've had their fall. That's when the civilization has reached, um, you know, the fullness, and that is when they are taken down. Because you have to understand that homosexuality uh, eliminates and completely removes the mother who is the, uh, or the mama uh, who is the aspect of fertility, you see, out of the whole picture. You know, mama is the one who creates life. Uh, if you look at nature, you have the queen bee, the queen ant. It's all the, the, uh, the masculine uh, catering and protecting the queen because this is through, it's through her that they can recreate themselves. It's only through the mama that you can recreate yourself, you see. It, whatever your mama is is what is your DNA, what, um, what um, nationality that you will perpetuate. So without a black mama, you will not be able to create a black child. And so this is the um, essence of, you know, removing the mama uh, and the daughter uh, value, throwing down the daughter, which is the falling daughter, which is the individual aspect of the black woman. So until the black woman is redeemed in her value, you see, um, then um, the black man will uh, not be able to come to his full empowerment. And it's not until uh, he recognizes that, like I said, going back to the Cinderella story, um, you know, recognizing uh, the rejected stone um, then, and redeems her, uh, will he be able to gain his full empowerment. And this is the um, situations that are, um, you know, uh, that are perpetuated in the illusion to keep that from happening. So... I guess I've talked almost a good hour, so what I would, you know, uh, from the information that I've imparted here, um, you know, I'm, I'm really now open to any questions uh, pertaining to that information and whatever it is that um, out of the symbolism presented here, um, what, is, what, what is your take on it? What do you get out of it? What do you see? That's what's happening. Uh, the phone number, everybody to call in, because y'all know I'm going first, because I was over here taking notes, and I got me a couple questions myself. Uh, the phone number is 347-205-9089. If you want to call in, press 1 if you have a comment or a question or some feedback, and I will see you. I see we got some people in the chat room. If you want to put your question in there, I can relay it. Or if you want to call in, 347-205-9089. Give us a comment, question, or a shout-out. Make sure you press 1, and please turn down your speakers 
on your computer so we don't have any feedback and try not to have a lot going on in the background. All righty. Um, I really liked how you broke it down because the system was still there, you know, and four years ago we had the system being taken down by the Giants, and now we got a rematch. And so most of the time in a rematch, you would look at um, the team who lost the last time as maybe in having the advantage. But I look at it more of still, like you said, the progression from the energy of last year where degradation won out over daughter earth. And now somebody's got to come back because the system was holding up degradation. Would I be right about um on you oh, know, so far? Absolutely. And you've seen, you know, as a result of last Super Bowl, now what did we get um before this Super Bowl? We got the Penn State this box goal, you know, where um, you know, they were you know, abusing the young boys, like I said, the homosexuality of the interracial relationships, because right now you're hard-pressed to find, you know, a, a black couple uh, when you look at, um, when you're looking out into the illusion, you see, just like the Fuhrer over uh, Red Tails, where, um, you know, they're not uh, mentioning any of the black wives or the black women uh, behind these black men, you see. So all, you're seeing the results of last Super Bowl now come to a head before this Super Bowl is played, and you will see that energy uh, now uh, unfolded from, um, you know, what it was meant to do, you know, in that contest last year. So go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, 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 that's all right. Uh, So with the the rematch, maybe like on the outside, on the surface, is the rematch, and, okay, the Patriots want to get back. You know, they want to get back because they were undefeated when they, you know what I'm saying, they were just mowing down everything, um, and then they got taken out by the Giants. And so now um, I find it interesting because Dr. Umar Johnson, when he was in Atlanta, he started talking about some medical guide that they had, and they were getting ready to take pedophilia pedophilism out of that medical journal as a disease. Like they've had it in there as a disease, but now they are, he's saying, I think in the 2012 or 2013 medical journal that they are going to take out pedophilism as a disease. You know what I'm saying? Because that's normally what, when, when Cass is getting that time in court, for for pedophile charges, that goes down as a mental illness too. So it's almost like you getting a double jeopardy charge. You getting a criminal offense, and you getting a you know mental disorder. But now he said they're trying to take it out of there. So um, yeah, and that would be the, the last, court, the last so lecture. I, uh, the last lecture I did in, in Baltimore, I had some material uh, on that. The uh, oh, I here it is. I got my hands on it now. It's called. Uh, it says the um, the uh, Department of Health and Human Services are in a push to seek to um, sexualize young children while condoning uh, homosexual experiments among teens. 
Um, so it says the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services is offering up pearls of wisdom to parents on the sexuality of children. But if they were not disturbing, if this is not disturbing enough, this comes at a time when a group of psychologists are allegedly pushing for the decriminalization of pedophilia. You see, so uh, they're saying that children are human beings, therefore sexual beings. Uh, it's hard for parents to acknowledge this. It's just as hard for kids to think of their parents as sexually active. But even infants have curiosity about their own body, which is healthy and normal. So this is why they're justifying say, uh, decriminalizing pedophilia, you see. So, yeah, mm. go ahead. You're absolutely right. So, um, and you know me, I'd be wanting to jump ahead, even though the first thing you said was we got to let the energy unfold, you know, see see what happens during the course of the game, and as well as, like, this whole thing with the Penn State following up the Green Bay victory only happened months afterwards. It, like, didn't happen in the first week after the game, or it didn't happen, you know what I'm saying, two or three months. It happened, like, almost right before this particular game. So, you know, our focus, you know, because Penn State, you know, Ivy League and all that, I don't know if it's an Ivy League school, but, you know, it's really kind of, like, definitely representative of the state. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. And, and they knew, you know, of course they knew what was going on. We're going to go ahead and fire Joe Paterno because we'll go ahead and let most of the blame fall on him, you know, even though he runs one of our largest money-making systems is this football, you know, this, uh, or the football team. And how the son couldn't get it done with the Ravens, and then the father and the mama had to fight it out being the 49ers and the Giants. And now, that's the thing that I know you always talked about, and there's been a lot of talk on YouTube about the YouTube video that we did about the royal black family and how the father must come in and redeem the daughter. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. The and son so, has to resurrect into the father, and then he redeems the daughter. Absolutely. Right. The son has to resurrect into the father. And then the father must redeem the daughter. That's gonna be his. That's gonna be his first. His um, his first duty. And since we're moving into a time where everything else is lining up, I can really see why um, it would be the father position. You know, in the yeah. form of the Giants. Um, yeah. A, a lot of people have looked at the flyer that we have on Facebook too, and say, you know, what is what is the nephilim or what is, um, you know, uh, is it the, is it the spacecraft Nibiru you're talking about? Could you shed some more light on, you know, because we have fathers of Nibiru, but can you explain the difference between these 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 giants and these sons of and these sons of God versus a spacecraft? Uh, well, I mean, the original, I mean, I mean, this represents our ancestors. And like you said, we're on this 26,000 cycle. So they're the ones who actually seeded this planet, you know, and then left and, you know, are not, and was prophesied to return. Um, even going back to um, uh, Saturn, 
you know, uh, representing the father energy of the earth. And, um, you know, we all heard the battle of uh, Set and Osiris, or Osar. Well, Set represents the father, while Osar represents the son. The son are the fire, and the father is the air. And um, in him cutting um, him up into these 14 pieces was symbolic. Uh, the son is fire, so he comes out hot-headed, full of passion, enthusiasm, you know, um, and uh, at the risk of abusing his power, you see. So this is why it's so symbolic, you know, that the son has to be resurrected, you know, because abusing his power or his fire or his desire, you know, and not recognizing the true value of, you know, his inner reflection or the black woman, you see. So abusing the power, uh, his sexual power, you know, in other words, he represents the prince of um, the royal family. Why should he um, choose the black one? You know, he can choose any woman, color woman of the kingdom. Why should he choose the black one who everyone has looked their nose down at, who has undermined them in their value? Why should he choose that? And, and, you know, and then they got this controversy going on about – the controversy going on about um, um, red tails and um, uh, what's the um, the, um, uh, the what's his name the the guy that did red tails um, oh uh, um, 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 Lucas George yeah. Lucas George Lucas you see um, how he didn't have, have any uh, black women and that they did have a white love interest for the black men in the movie. Uh, and then he steps out with his black wife. You know, don't we get it, you see? So this is the key, you know, uh, the value of the black woman undermined in the eye of the black man, you know, and then um, he can, so he can come in and troop her up. It's not that he actually desires the black woman, but he knows that she is the one um, that um, is the receiver of the power from Mama Universe. Mama Universe, daughter Earth, she passes her scepter of power down through uh, the black woman. The white woman only has an illusion of power in this illusionary realm. But the opposite is true spiritually, which would make the the uh, the black woman, you know, uh, the receptacle or the receiver of the power or the energy from Mama Universe. So he, now he wants to switch partners because. Uh, the black, in order to be in a holistic relationship, you have to be with your match. There is no choice. You cannot choose on a personal level. You can't say, well, my personal choice is a white woman. Uh, you have to choose, in order to get spiritual power, you have to choose for the sake of the collective or the family. So how are you going to perpetuate the family if you are given into your own personal desires to choose a white woman? You see, so um, so that is why, um, you know, he has to see the value, the equal value. If you're not in equal um, balance or if you're not dealing with your match or your equal mate in a relationship, then they become a parasite. You have to be able to give as much as you take in a relationship in order for both parties to stay whole. Well, uh, a white woman cannot give back energy at the rate she takes it from a black man. So she becomes a parasite, making him weak in his power, where the black woman is the only one who can bring more power to the already powerful white man. 
So, um, so that is the uh, the scenario. He, he, and and like I said, with the Packers and the homosexuality, he, his desires is really not for her. It's just that he wants to utilize her as a tool of power. You see, so he's willing to give his woman to the black man, keep him weak, uh, as she parasites his energy, and then um, he then um, you know will seduce the black woman. Um, to give that power to him, you see, um, to empower him, because uh, he'll convince her that his man has a that her man has abandoned him. Has abandoned mm. her. Mm. We got the call lines wide open, folks. Three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Come on, press one. Let me get some feedback on see what y'all are thinking, and. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, let me know what y'all think about what we got going on so far. Somebody else chime in because me and Sister Maya, we'll rock this thing because I'm not finished. But I'm just looking at the lines and uh, just waiting to see if anybody uh, has, has pressed one want to come in yet. Okay, here we go because that's exactly what I do now. I'll be talking all night. Caller from the 404, your mic is wide open. You're on Original Later Radio with Sister Myra and Coach Kair. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello. This is Janet, and I'm calling for Georgia. How you doing, Janet? Hi, Georgia. Janet. Oh, just superb, superb. Um, I, I'm, I just want to say you're doing a wonderful synopsis of what's going on. But I was wondering if Sister could maybe ask a question with the sure. power of the black woman coming back into existence. I see there's a lot of um, social network advertisements for black for white men that want black women. Is this what's going on? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, they, um, you know, it's it's um, now you're starting to see. See, these are they're very, very. The system is very, very uh, devious. You know, they started off by, um, you know, proclaiming that we were inferior to them. And now they're ready to, um, you know, give us equal value to them. They're now ready to say we're equal when neither one is true because we're actually superior, you see. We're, what goes around comes around. They've had their turn. Now they're getting, the head is being made to tell and the tail is being made to head. So they know what time it is and they want to hang on uh, to our coattails, the black woman's coattail, in order you know, to try to save themselves, you know, come in through that uh, negative vortex or that back gateway. Uh, so this has been the plan since Willie Lynch uh, was to turn the black man and the black woman, keep them unequal in their, uh, keep them off balance because we are the yin and the yang. And anytime we come together equally, that's how we evolve to the next level of spiritual empowerment. That's what's due to occur at December 21st, 2012. This is representative of the twin souls coming back into equal balance, becoming whole, and evolving to the next level. So he knows that his time is up, and the only thing he can do is try to circumvent that, step in, his, step in um, the place of the black man. It's the same story of um, uh, Avatar. Like I keep telling everybody, Avatar is Obama's story. Avatar is about the hybrid, you see, 
or the white man disguised as a black man. That's what the hybrid is, the, uh, the, the white man disguised as a black man, which is what Obama is. And so him putting on the clothes of the black man, going into the spiritual realm, claiming the hand of the high priestess, thereby gaining the power over the original black man, and then um, this is how he allows access to his kindred to come in and destroy that, you see. So they gave you the full story in Avatar, um, yes. and that is the scenario that they're, you know, and that's what they're using Obama for, um, you know, as we perceive him to be a black man. See, they did the opposite. You always got to look at opposite of what they're doing uh, on the physical realm, because that's a reflection of what is really happening in the opposite of the spiritual realm. So they're going to imitate that, you see. So where Obama came into his empowerment, uh, perpetrating himself as, you know, the black man rising to his power as president, because what they didn't want you to see was just the opposite, which is the spiritual black man, the black man arising as a collective uh, and being resurrected into his empowerment. So they wanted you looking at the individual, which is physical, rather than understanding that this is really true of the collective black man, which represents his resurrection, you see. So they're always going to imitate so that they will distract your focus. Wherever you're focusing is what you're energizing. So this is how they are programming in us in this illusion, you know, to buy into the scenario that they paint. And as we buy into it, focus on it, you know, we are actually energizing it for them, you see. So, yes. Thank you. Uh, could you give us your Sister Myra? Uh, you broke up, honey. What did you want me to give? It's your contact information. Okay, most set, certainly, most certainly. Thank you. Good night. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, uh, did you want me to give that now, Kyir, or, or, or? Yeah, uh, you can go ahead and give it now, and we'll give okay. it again when we wrap up. But if she wants it now, okay. she may be wanting to copy it down. Okay. Uh, the best way, um, like I always tell people, the best way to reach me is by telephone, uh, which is 336-965-0180. And I always, um, you know, tell people, make sure you leave a message because until, you know, I recognize your number, you know, um, um, you know, I will screen it. And then once you leave a message, then I will get back to you. If you don't leave a message, then I won't respond. So uh, 336 nine six five zero one eight zero. another another best way to reach me is through uh Facebook messages. Um that's another easy way to contact me as well as my email is S I S T A R M Y R A at Yahoo dot com. So those are uh, my contact information. And you can get you can get more information about uh the symbolism that I do on the royal family. Um, you know, there's plenty of uh YouTubes out there, especially some with me and Kair discussing the energy of the royal family through the four elements, you see. So that's 
So yeah. right, y'all can just go just go on YouTube and type in Royal Black Family or Big Mama Universe, or you can just go straight to Google and if you just type in Royal Black Family, Big Big Mama Universe, and you go and click on videos on the side if we don't pop up on that first page. But definitely nobody else is talking. At least they don't have their tags in there, you know, to help with the search engine, Big Mama Universe, or the Royal or the Royal Black Family, the Royal God Thank Family. You. Excuse me. They're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dana. We um, appreciate it. I'm so glad we are now able to see these things symbolically because that's where you get the true information. Okay, Sister Myra, I want you to go back also too for a second to um, the place. So we got um, the part that Indianapolis play, plays in and again. I know you said you looked them up, and they have the they have the cancer energy. So we got the Taurus with the Giants. No, no, versus, Indianapolis is um, Gemini energy, which is interesting because so is the Patriarchs. Both the Patriarchs is Gemini, and Indianapolis is Gemini. And then I read you the um, information on the Patriarchs and how they always imitated you know, are dressed like the Indians uh, in their revolution. So that's very curious to me um, I, uh, as to um, that connection between the patriarchs uh, imitating the Indians or dressing up as the Indians, um, you know, to uh, do their revolutionary acts. And then we're going to have the Super Bowl in Indianapolis. So, uh, and both Indianapolis energy and the patriarchs energy are both Gemini. And Gemini is the sign of the planetary ruler of Gemini is Mercury. Now, of course, Mercury is the trickster. Mercury rules both Gemini and Virgo. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, so it also represents the illusion. Mercury ruling Gemini. Gemini is the sign of discernment. That's where you go through that Gemini gateway in order you have to discern between what is real in the illusion, I mean, excuse me, what is real spiritually versus what is uh, false in this illusion. And that's the Gemini gateway that every uh, uh, black man is going to have to come through in order to access uh, cancer or mama uh, and gain his power in Leo. You know, men gain their power in Leo, but they have to go through cancer or mama, and in order to get to cancer, they have to come through that Gemini gateway. And they have to prove once they uh, to get through that Gemini gateway that they understand the true value of their true mate versus the illusion of who their mate is, uh, because the Gemini in the Tarot deck, um, uh, the major arcana cards represents the lovers. So the Gemini represents the lovers. So it's all about the warrior, which represents Aries or Haru, and the first sign is Aries. The first quarter. Uh, of the astrological chart represents uh, Haru or the warrior uh, from Gemini. I'm excuse me, from uh, Aries, Taurus, and Gemini. We're talking about the prince of the royal family, and in order for him to cross to the next cardinal sign, Cancer, the Mama, um, he has to be able to discern who his true mate is versus the illusion of who his mate is. Because if it's not daughter character, if it's not uh, the high priestess, then he's dealing with a siren, someone who's stroking his ego, giving him an illusion of his power, but it's not real, thereby keeping him 
uh, caught up in the matrix because as long as a man stays in his ego, he cannot come out of the matrix, you see. So, so let me try to give me give me my own personal summation of what I got so far. When then there's not neither of these teams is representing the daughter. Last year Pittsburgh was there representing the daughter. Is this a message for the black man as far as here the father is showing up to stand up against the system, the patriarchal, to redeem the daughter? To even in her absence, um, the um, the black woman is still having a, a significant role being represented by her father finally showing up and saying, "All right, I'm gonna take care of this shit." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because in these last four or five um, um, Super Bowls, we haven't had that. You know what I'm saying? And we haven't had, you know, the father of the family coming in, and that, and I'm a, a firm, firm believer in evil prospers because good men don't stand up. Those good right. men they're referring right. to are the fathers. You know what I'm saying? The men in the community, whether you have children or not, if you're old enough to have a child, then you can start assuming some responsibility of uh, parenthood because it's still supposed yeah. to be about a village. And about a community, a family, absolutely the family. So you're right. supposed to, we're, you know, we're supposed to, as spiritual people, we're supposed to be able to serve on all three levels. Uh, if we are, um, like, we have to be the women have to be uh, mothers to the sons, uh, they have to be um, sisters to the brothers, and they have to be daughters to the fathers, as well as the sons have to be sons to mothers has to be um, uh, sons to mamas as well as brothers to sisters and fathers to daughters. So um, we as spiritual people have to be able to to react on all three levels when it comes to protecting the value of the holistic family. That's what God means, holistic. You know, whenever you're only looking at a part of the whole, that's the illusion. We've adopted someone else's reality as ours, and ours far supersedes theirs. You see, so um, it's not just a matter of the physical, uh, you know, um, physically, um, I'm not their father physically, but spiritually, you are. If you're old enough to be their father, you are their father, you know. um, So so you have to take responsibility, um, you know, as the spiritual father. And that's what father is, is father's spirit. It's mama's soul, father's spirit, the prince of power are the son of power and the daughter of character. Those are the highest qualities of the full God family. You can get no higher than those four elements. And whenever you're, um, you know, um, whenever you need um, to activate power, you have to go to uh, one of those four sections to determine who would be the best one, you know, to fulfill the purpose. So that's how you're dealing with the full God family or the holistic family. So uh, the father spirit, mama soul, she's the master of the soul realm, the ancient memory, our ancestry, the ancient of ancients. Mama is about where we came from. Daddy is about our destiny. Father is about the knowing, the knowledge. He's the air element. He's about the information. Uh, He's also the spirit. You know, you, you create through your thoughts. You know, this is the ancient father thought. 
You see, we create through our thoughts. So he's Father's spirit, the information, the knowledge. And then you have the sun, the fire. He's the passion. He's the power. Uh, he's your desires. Um, you know, Mars, this is Haru energy. So your passions, your power. Also, this is the energy of creativity because Leo is the sign of creativity. And because it's fire, then that's the, that's the energy of creativity, uh, the fire aspect representing protection. Uh, and then we have, the, um, uh, of course, the daughter, the earth element, which is representing about, uh, represents values, character, the worth of the royal family. You know, whenever you're, uh, when you're creating, when you're using this formula of creation, if you are tapping that energy at the highest level, that's how you will manifest it, which is the daughter, you know, in full character and value of the level that you're activating or mixing these ingredients with, you see. So the sun right now is about the sun lifting his desires, you see, coming out of his ego. He cannot come to his full empowerment in ego because if he was to come into his full empowerment in ego, he can be manipulated through his ego and be used as a tool against the family if it's not anchored in the value of his love for his black family, which he will identify with through his mate. So it has to be the high priestess or the daughter of character that keeps him grounded in his value and love for his family. Without that, he's in ego. That's when he attracts the sirens whose desires are of the matrix or of a low vibration. And in him trying to please her, then that's how he's keeping his power in the, in the matrix or in, uh, on a lower vibration. So he has to, um, he's not doing it uh, on his own. He can't do it on his own. That's what was symbolic of the ravens not being able to take down uh, the patriarchs. He needs the help of the father. He has to be resurrected. Our men uh, at the physical level, and the sons do represent the individual black man, you know, um, he's being used at this time as a tool against um, his woman. You see, keeping her down, being a participant of her fall. You see, um, with um, I think it was just what last year when they had a black man out there talking about giving the black woman to the white man. Uh, black women, you need to go ahead and start dating white men. There's not enough black men, you know, or uh, defending their choice to be able to choose a white woman, you know. So not thinking um, on a collective, not thinking as a family, but thinking about his own personal lower desires, you see. Uh, in that, um, the, the Star of David, where it talked about the wounds of Willie Lynch, uh, the particular wound of the brother uh, was Mars and Pisces. So he went into fantasy land sexually, you see, so, uh, and did not stay to defend his sister. So this is the point where we... The black man needs the help of the father, spiritual father, the high spiritual father, um, because the father was the one who activated the wound, uh, who he started the wounding, because he's the one that perpetuated the interracial relationship. Um, the, the father was the one who first perpetuated interracial relationships. So he has to be healed in that type of, uh, he has to, he's the one that first perpetrated that um wound and now he has to be the one 
to heal that wound. Uh, so the son, uh, it was more about the homosexuality, you see. Uh, the son's wounds came through more uh, through homosexuality, uh, and that's um, symbolic of Mars in Pisces, um, which is indicating the wound of the brother and the royal family. So uh, Pisces is a sign of escapism. It's when you're going into fantasy land, and Mars is the planet of your sexual desires. So going into fantasy land uh, in your sexual desires as the black prince chasing after other women, other color women in the kingdom, not seeing the value of staying true to his um, his woman, you know, in order to perpetuate the well-being of his black family, rather taking it personally and uh, feeling like, he can choose, you know, according to his own personal desires. Because you got to understand, Haru is Aries energy, which represents the royal sun. Uh, Aries is the most personal sign of the zodiac. So this has been our black men's Achilles heel, taking everything personally, rather than seeing it from a collective perspective, a family perspective. He's not going to be able to gain his full power if he's going to use it in his lower-level personal desires. He has to demonstrate that he sees the value of his woman, which equates to him seeing the value of his collective black family, and that's how Mama Universe will then uh, entrust him with his full empowerment, but it's not until then. Big responsibility. We've been talking about it for the last two and a half years probably. Oh, no, yeah. and, and now we're at the point of there is no more snooze button. So I, yeah, I kind of okay. feel it, you know, apropos that you will see a rematch, you know what I'm saying, of this yeah. of this type of energy coming back up, you know, because yeah. the system that's been in power so long, he ain't trying to just step aside and just step down from the um, – just step aside and be like, okay, go ahead. And remember, I remember you saying that um, all the time. You know, saying men love challenges. You know what I'm saying? Men oh, love yeah, challenges, and so challenge. this, yeah. this, this right here, we done done all the other challenges. We done fought in physical wars. We done had uh, money breakthroughs. We done had spiritual breakthroughs. Now if we can just go ahead and get this last breakthrough together and take our woman and put her behind back up on top where she's supposed to be, I think we're going to really have something popular. Oh, it's going to happen. The spiritual story has already been told. It's just now left to be manifested, you see. But all mm. these symbolisms is telling you the collective or spiritual story, you know, that, you know, as above, so below. You know, it's just that the manifestation is the last, is the, is the last part of the process, you see. So um, the, when we're talking to these stories, they are telling you a collective story. You see, it's not about an individual. It's symbolic of the characteristics of this collective story. And now um, all that has yet to do is to be manifested. Just like I started off telling you um, that whenever you're dealing in spirit, you, you, you will not be able to see the whole story until it's done. Just like last year with um, the Steelers and the, uh, the, 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 the Packers. You know, of course, I, 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 I have a... Um, affinity with the Steelers. I've had one for a long time. So my own personal desire 
would be to see the Steelers beat the Packers, okay? So I'm looking at it from that perspective. We got the Steelers versus the Packers, and I saw the symbolism, character versus degradation. So, of course, you're going to be rooting at a personal level for the Steelers to win that game, you see. So it wasn't until the game was over with and the Steelers actually lost the game that you now get to see the gist of what, um, you know, was um, being signified from a larger perspective, okay? So what does that mean? Character versus degradation, character loss, you know, degradation won. That's how we've come up with the Sodom and Gomorrah time frame of where we're at in this whole scenario. So, um so um, so that's what you have to do. Once it's manifested, once it's complete, once you see the end of the end result, then you take the information and uh, and start uh, analyzing it, you know, from, you know, the, a larger perspective. So uh, it wouldn't have followed the scenario if, if, if the Steelers had to beat the Packers. Then it wouldn't have said Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, we wouldn't be here where we're at, you know, with the Giants coming in, you know, to give help to the sons. The Giants representing Father Spirit are uh, the Father coming from another realm or coming from uh, the universe or coming, like you said, from Nebiru, uh, the, the Nephilims, you see, uh, the Father coming in. And see, once the Father comes from a higher level or a higher realm, you know, he still has to come and uh, be equal, you know, come, become equal with the son. So the son has to resurrect, the father has to come down, and when the two are equal, we have that axis of spiritual power, the father being the spirit, the son being the power. So when the two come together equally, you have spiritual power now in its whole uh, form, you see, not... Um, Piecemeal. See, this is what they want to do. They have to keep us separated because um, that's why I always tell people there's not 12 signs. There's only six signs of the zodiac, and it's not until you put the two halves together do you have the whole. And that's what the father and son has to do. They have to come together in balance in order to become whole, and then open up the full empowerment, you know, to take down uh, this system. You know, and in the uh, symbolic story of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, they said it was a solar, um, they, uh, it was many, uh, uh, the sun uh, emitted uh, all these solar eruptions that rained down on Sodom and Gomorrah to destroy it. So that's in harmony with the sun, you know, uh, a power of the sun, S-U-N. Right now we're having uh, solar eruptions, you see, not just solar flares. We're having solar eruptions. You've got to see how this, this is playing out on, 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 on the different levels, you see. So when you look at the level of the sun, it's now uh, emitting uh, eruptions uh, on, onto the earth, you see, and that could be symbolic of, um, you know, and I know they're, they're messing with the sun, but that could be symbolic of the playoff game where the New England Patriots did take down um, the, the Ravens or the Sun. So we're seeing the Sun in trouble, you know, as they are doing what they're doing to cause these eruptions. But that's only activating, uh, you know, Father Spirit to come from another level, you know, and team up with the Sun 
so they can now come into uh, that whole full axis of the righteous power of spirit, you see, in order to um, defeat this, um, you know. You know, the, the, the system is very, they just regrouped, in other words, you see. Once the giants took them down the first time, this is when they regrouped and came up, you know, with the strategy uh, when it comes to the daughter. Now, if you will think back to 9-11, this was during the time that Aaliyah, you know, uh, uh, met her death um, because this was the same symbolism. It was the symbolism of um, of um, the giant, uh, the the hero Hercules, going through that gateway. As a matter of fact, I got the the, the book here called The Archetypes of the Zodiac, where it describes that 9/11. Uh, it describes the symbolism of 9/11. So. They uh, so they used Aaliyah, who was a Capricorn, which represents the royal daughter. Uh, they used her in this ritual for 9/11. So that's why they took her life uh, to antagonize the father to come and redeem her. Where they now have you know gathered their troops to come up against the father as he comes back to rescue the daughter. So they purposely antagonized him by, um, you know, taking the daughter down to bring him forward, you know, to come to her rescue, um, you know. So this is their plan now uh, as they regroup. And here in this archetype of the Zodiac, in the Aries energy, this is where they talk about this, um, you know, how this occurred. Let me see if I can find it right quick. Um, it talks about Hercules um, who has to go through this twin gateway. Um, you know, to shut down the female mayors uh, who wanted to uh, bring on the apocalypse. In other words, take down the illusion. And they wanted to keep illusion alive, so they had to go and, and, and conquer these female mayors in order to, um, you know, keep the illusion intact. And that was what the whole 9-11 uh, was symbolic of. Let me see if I can find that right quick. Okay, here it goes. Just as in the age of Ares, when the hero looked down upon the feminine and sought to slay the dragon goddess, today we can still observe a sort of masculine arrogance and lack of respect for the feminine in the macho Mars man, the Ares, uh, our Ares rising personality. Uh, let me see, I thought that was it, but um, because um, they talked about the, the female mares, let me see. Um, Okay. Um, in my old book, I had it marked, but I don't see it right here. But, um, oh, here it is. Now we come to the myth uh, for Aries. Both are solar, heroic stories about young, naive, independent, supremely confident heroes. In the first story, Hercules, remember what I told you about Hercules, that's their hero, learns the importance of tuning in to Hermes or Mercury. His, his esoteric ruler. Uh, in, the, in the second myth, Jason, Jason and the Argonauts, which is um, uh, the black man, learns the need to acknowledge at least the principle of arrows, the child of goddess Aphrodite, if not also the need to sacrifice his restless independence for arrows and settle down with his mate. So you see the black hero is about a love story, where the Hercules hero um, it's, a, it's in the labors of Hercules, Alice Bailey recounts the myth 
of the Ares quest, the first Hercules' famous labors. Hercules is told to go through the gate, the twin columns of duality that are the symbol of the entry into the world of delusion. This is the Gemini gateway. And Tether, the wild mares of uh, the Omedes, the war horses that the king bred. It is interesting that in this myth, the most dangerous were the female horses, the mares, who devastated the land. It seems appropriate for an Aries quest to have logos thinking, struggling against the destructive side of the feminine, just as Perseus fought the dark goddess who was laying waste to land. Yet Hercules did not think or plan. He rushed headlong into the fray with full confidence and then stopped briefly when he saw the odds were against him. There were a great many wild mares snorting and pawing the ground. He thought of his friend uh, whom he greatly loved and called out for his help, talking about um, uh, Hermes, you see, so um, the, which is the ruler of Gemini and Virgo, you see. Uh, of course, uh, the, the Virgo, uh, 9-11 happened in Virgo on September 11th. Virgo uh, um, combined with the Gemini gateway, uh, both are ruled by Mercury, which is the Hermes, you see, that he sought the help and the energy uh, to do this, you see. So, um, you know, when you put all these little pieces together, uh, you know, of these myths, you see, uh, then you'll be able to uh, see the whole story. Uh, but as long as we continue to gauge everything uh, on isolated basis, uh, we are not seeing the whole story, and that's how we're buying into the illusion, you see. Hmm. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. That's the call in number. Three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. We appreciate everybody who's chilling in the chat room. I see you over there. KTL, Black Bones, Ambitious, Acer eighty eight, Eric Horton, all the special guests that we got on there. If you were guests in the chat room, you need to sign in. Go ahead and get your account, man, so you can participate in the chat room. Don't be out here cheating yourself. Treat yourself. Uh, thank you all the other callers that's on the line, 202-205-313s. Hey, Shamir, I see you, baby. Uh, if y'all want to get y'all comment on or question, just press 1 or give us a call in at the call-in number tonight. Woo! Sister Mario, you done told them, I mean, like, it's coming down, okay, and I so always what, love. Okay, so what, what, what is y'all scenario? I mean, what, what do you think? Okay, let's look at this scenario. We now know we got the giants against the patriarch. Uh, so what does it mean uh, if the giants win? If the giants win, it means that the father and son came together and were able to redeem the fallen daughter, you see, uh, in line for uh, December 21st when we are supposed to uh, step up, you know, uh, into our crossover into um, the New Age rulers. Um, through our spiritual empowerment, uh, you know, coming out of um, Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, Lot's wife, you know, they're saying don't look back. That means holding on to the past while in front of you gateways are opening to evolve you to the next level, and we're still holding on uh, to the powers of the past or the illusion which is falling, you see. So um, now, um, okay, what would be the scenario if the, if the – um, uh, if the patriarchs beat the giants, 
What do you think that means? Now, don't think um, sometimes when when we're dealing spiritually, that's a collective. That means sometimes some battles have to be lost in order for the war to be won. That's what happened with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh uh, lost, uh, or the Steelers lost last year as a sacrifice. The um, Steelers was the sacrifice, the daughter being sacrificed, the fallen daughter. So it was really a strategy um, that uh, was a battle plan. In other words, the fallen daughter is what will inspire the desire and the passion in the son, you know, to redeem his woman, which thereby brings him to his full empowerment. So you have to understand what may appear to be a loss at the illusionary level you know, can mean just the opposite, you know, at the spiritual level. So what would be the, um, you know, what is your understanding or overstanding symbolically uh, if that was to happen? What would that mean? What would it mean if the patriarchs do indeed beat the giants? What do you think well, that would um, it, For me, because I look at it, like you said, through the symbolism, um <sighs> The greatest strength is is the daughter's character. So yeah. I'm gonna go back to the I'm gonna answer the first one about the Giants first, and then I'm gonna go back to the Patriots. If the Giants win, and it's symbolized that the father has came in and done the work of redeeming the daughter, the only person who could stop it then would be the self-destructive tendencies of the daughter. And the daughter cannot be self-destructive between now and the 21st of December because everything is on her right now. You know what I'm saying? Brothers ain't tripping like they used to trip. You know what I'm saying? Daddies is trying to get back in the home. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the self-subjugation of injury that the sisters have, have got to stop even when the brothers, quote-unquote, come correctly. So if so if the so if the Giants win, it's still on the sisters to say, okay, we have the full support of our mothers, our brothers, and our sons. Now we have to step up and do the damn thing. Because for me, remember I've been saying is lately all I've been hearing from the ladies is all about shame. The only thing controlling women right now and keeping them back is shame. No, no, nobody else is keeping them back. And the, the man ain't keeping them back. The money ain't keeping them back. All of the women that I'm personally hearing from have some small issues of shame. Shame about success. Shame about being sexy. I know some people almost lost their mind the other night when you was on Alexis' uh, show and you used the word vagina. You still got some women who don't want to use the word vagina in the conscious community. You know what I'm saying? They say, oh, wait, 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 wait. You cannot be shamed of the most sensual part of you. Now let's move it over to if the Patriots win, then it's really on the daughter that she got to quote-unquote woman up. She ain't got the man up, but... It's really always been, you know, saying how you get, how you stop somebody from standing on your shoulders. Stand up straight. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna keep on going back to the Cinderella story. You know what I'm saying? You have to, be, you have to be true to the character. You can't be obsessive and uh, possessive, and you can't be delusional. You see what I'm saying? And this whole, this whole shame thing. Even though the father can 
can can can step up and say, uh, I love you, I'm proud of you. And the brother can step up and say, um, I'll fight for you, I'll kill for you. And the mama can step up and say, all right now, I want to pass down this, um, this scepter of power. You still got to be able to qualify. That's what it is. That's the word. The sisters still have to do the work. Like you ain't on no vacation. You can't just rock back and just and, uh, think I'm gonna get it because I'm a female. Just like you said, just because you black don't mean you royal. So just because you are a, a black female means that you're gonna be the daughter of character who's gonna get it by just sitting on your behind. We also from the story of Cinderella, she was a hard worker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She worked hard in that house when the wicked stepsisters was dissing her and kicking her to the curb and all that. She still was a hard worker. She didn't even really necessarily want to go to the ball. She just had all the things on there, so she went. You know what I'm saying? But that wasn't even her M.O. because she, she, she didn't make no wish to be able to go out to parties all the time no more. She was into hard work, and hard work is standing up in your in your own integrity and not compromising your value. That's that's heavy. That's heavy because yeah. because um but this whole honesty precept between men and women um has not been going on and I used to be like I'm sad to say it but I ain't sad to say it. We we learn everything from women. If if men are terrible liars then we got it from a female. So if we're gonna be yeah. more honest in our dealings we're going to have to have it from a sister first. And my message to the females is that crappy excuse of I can't say that because I may hurt his feelings or I can't say that because I don't know what he's going to say shows that she is willing to compromise uh, her integrity just to keep an old piece of man around. My daddy used to call him old piece of man. She ain't got no whole yeah. man. She just keep an old piece of man. You yeah, will not yeah. be able to drag your piece of man or your piece of nothing into 2012. We talk about how Saturn is shaking things up, how Neptune is getting ready to go back into Pisces, how Pluto is in um, uh, Capricorn right now. None of these things are going to be able to be stable anymore. You know what I'm saying? These experiences that we're seeing are once in a lifetime. It's like somebody gave you a pen or or a quill from a bird and said, write history. Everything you do right now, you're writing the next verse. You know what I'm That's why the, the Mayans are turning. We should look at this game as the Mayans are turning the feather or the pen or the quill over to us. What will you write now? It, it's a reason why we didn't write nothing after 2012. There's a reason why the pyramids stop at a certain height. So I look at these. I I look at this game. Um, if the Giants come through and win it, then um, the sisters have to just step in and sit down in the chair. If the Patriots win it, the sisters gonna have to come through with some machetes and some razor blades in their mouth. You no, know? and and I would love. I know some sisters that would love that scenario. <laughs> yeah, but my um, thing is. You know. But my thing is, you ain't always, you know what I'm saying, you ain't always got to be Kali Ma. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to, you ain't always got to be the most, um, the most ferocious female. You know what I'm saying? Females, um, uh, make up so many, uh, aspects. You know what I'm saying? Um, just the bitch aspect ain't what all of us men want to see. I don't necessarily want to well, see my you know, woman. It's, it's interesting, you know, what your, your, your point of view on that because, 
you know, I'm going to, um, you know, I'm, what I'm going to do is, is correct you as far as um, looking at it from female versus male because when I'm, what we're talking actually is feminine versus masculine. And feminine is internal and masculine is external, but you're absolutely right because it does start with the feminine or the internal. And when we're talking about the daughter or the earth, that the earth element is security, going internal and things feeling secure from within. That's why during Willie Lynch they put the black woman at the bottom of the totem pole to make her insecure in her value so she would not challenge her man, you know, to prove himself worthy to make his claim on the high priestess. So, in fact, we're not just talking about the females, but you're absolutely right. It is about the earth or the feminine aspect coming back into the security of their value and their worth, you see, and feeling secure. Earth is the element of security, you know, and value and worth. So feeling secure from within, whether you be a female or a male, you have to go internal, be secure about the love of Mama Universe, who is just that, a mama to her children, and being secure that she is the most sovereign being there is. Power comes from the universe. That's what sovereignty means, the power coming from the universe. So being secure that your cosmic mama got your back and definitely supersedes you, just like the, the story I told you about Antius. Every time Hercules threw Antius to the ground, you know, mama would empower him. And we have to have that same security from within. Mama speaks to us from within, you know, through our feelings. And that's what we've been dismissing, you know, for the external or the masculine, where we only want to give value to logic and reason, which is the mind, you see, and our passions, which is the fire. Uh, the, the mind is the air, the external air and fire. So it is time for us to go internal, whether you be male or female, to become secure. That's when you're activating the daughter. We have all of it in us. We're holistic. We're God. That means we're whole. We got all of it. You got your Cinderella in you, wherever your Capricorn, Capricorn represents the Cinderella energy. So wherever your Capricorn is at is where you're playing the Cinderella role, whether you're male or female, you see. So where, so wherever your Capricorn is at in your chart is where you have rejected the value of your worth because it has been rejected externally. And the whole Cinderella story is about redeeming your, the value first within yourself, and it's not until you redeem the value within yourself being secure through the love and the power of Mama Universe, being secure, you know, to redeem the value of your worth independent of what the external is telling you, um, you know, or abusing your value, that is when she stood up to the stepsister. That is when she said, no more am I going to be your servant, no more. Am I going to cater to you? That's when she began to feel secure within her own self, in her own value. And so you're absolutely right. That is what has to happen. We have to go internal and to the security of our work to Mama Universe 
in order for her to open up, you know, the power of magic, which will supersede the control of the illusion over us. You have to embrace mama in faith. You have to take a leap of faith. And when you are secure that you're one of mamas, then you, what else do you have to fear? And she is very ferocious about that, You protecting the loyalty of that, you see. It's because the masculine is air, and air means to compromise, air means to come to an agreement, air means to negotiate, you see. This is why uh, the masculine has to prove itself worthy uh, of not compromising the love and the value the value and the love that mama has for her black family. When the masculine is no longer willing to compromise that, you see, that's when mama is going to make him secure or them secure, and then that's when they can um, open up to their full power uh, above and independent and beyond this illusion of power, you see. So being secure from within, that's when you're activating your daughter when you're redeeming what we have been made to be feel insecure in our value about. So uh, wherever your Capricorn is at is where you're playing the role of the daughter, where you're playing the Cinderella role. Wherever you stand up in your passion, you know, to the higher uh, vibration, to the higher desires versus the lower desires uh, and redeeming the higher desires, uh, 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 of character, that's when you're playing the role of the sun. You see, when you come through uh, in the righteous spirit, you know, uh, uncompromised in the righteous spirit, in the spirit of righteousness, that's when you're playing the role of the high father, when you're playing the role of the unconditional love for your black family, that's when you're activating and are harmonizing in mama's energy. And all of it is within us. You know, it's epitomized in the physical form as male and female. And that's what the twin souls is all about. We represent the yin and the yang. Uh, that's why they purpose, like I said, they put the black woman at the bottom, making her insecure, which put the black man in his ego, thinking he's higher than her in his value, to keep us off balance so we wouldn't come together equally and evolve to the next level. Then once they did that, they put the black woman at the bottom of the totem pole, making her insecure, uh, you know, and the black man, uh, then, then that's how they, then they put out the King Kong story every 30 years, the black man going eight over the white woman, you see, making the black woman feel even more secure. And even, like, even today when I've seen, um, you know, when you see, black women uh, arguing about um, red tail, you know, and why wasn't black women uh, represented in that movie as the supporters and the backers of these black men, you know, I have more black men, you know, fighting the black women about this, you know, saying, well, it wasn't their story or, um, you know, uh, you guys are making too big of a fuss about this, you see. So, um, you know, the, until the black man steps up and acknowledge, you know, his value for his woman and stop, like you said, uh, the, the way for um, ugly or bad things to prosper is for good men to do nothing. We black women are waiting for our men to say that, you know. Um, 
uh, as publicly as they are denying our value, we need them to be as public about, um, you know, acknowledging our value in order for us to feel that security, you know, uh, uh, regarding our men. But we do have to find that security first from within through Mama Universe, you see. And that is where we will have the strength and security to challenge our men, you know, to understand that we have to know the value that we are to our men and stop compromising that and caving in to stroking his ego, playing the role of the siren, you know, keeping him in his hmm. illusion and in an illusion of power, you know, and so uh, and thereby keeping him into the matrix. Uh, uh, the man... Does, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, you getting ready to go in. We got a minute streaming before we go to the after okay. party. Okay. <laughs> I, I need to call in 347-205-9089 if you're in the chat. Uh, the call's going to keep going on. I do got a caller on the line, 971. You up next. Just hold on right there. We're getting ready to get you right after Sister Myra does this little part about the siren. Everybody give us oh, a call oh, in. No, no, Sister go Myra, ahead, go, go ahead. again. I just, I mean, uh, I've excited some phone calls, so that's, that's, that's that that's good enough, but you know. <laughs> okay, hold on. Uh, Caller from the nine one seven. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you calling from, please? Um, hi, is it me? This, this is who? Is this is Armel? Hi, Armel. Oh, hi. Um, I wanted to talk about the Super Bowl, and um, you know, this year the person who's performing at the Super Bowl is Madonna. Yes, and, um, I'm glad you she, brought that up. Yes, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, she actually came out and made a comment about how, you know, oh, my performance is going to be awesome and I don't have to, you know, show my nipples, kind of like going at Janet Jackson. Yes, yeah, Janet Jackson, yes, yes. So yes. it was kind uh, of like the symbolic representation of, you know, the white women putting down, you know, the black women. And I yes. also found it interesting that Nicki Minaj, who was like, a total coon is going to be performing yes. with her. So oh I think my, that, you're kidding. Yeah, so I think that if the whole thing is about redeeming the daughter, and you've been talking about how um, President Obama is like perpetrating, Madonna has been perpetrating yes. as the Madonna for years. Yes. So yes. I think that maybe what they're trying to do is that even if the Giants do win and, you know, redeem um, the daughter, they're trying to put that energy towards Madonna and instead of it going to, I'm a little bit nervous, <laughs> going to the black uh, women that, you know, people would attach it with Madonna and for her making yes. a comment and bringing back what happened to Janet at the Super Bowl to furthermore humiliate um, black women. You are absolutely right, and I'm certainly, I'm really glad that you brought Madonna up because I had intended to do that. Uh, and and that also goes toward uh, Beyonce, you know, yes. and, and and these fours, you know, the imitation and her being Virgo, you know, and we talked about the characteristic of the high mama uh, representing that virgin energy. You see the purity of, you know, the high mama and the fours because the fourth sign of the zodiac is Cancer. So this is all uh, um, here again. Um, if 49ers had a won the Super Bowl, then you would have, I mean, won the um, um, uh, against the um, Giants uh, in the playoffs, then you would have applied uh, the fours you, to Madonna. See, that's 
what they purpose I mean, not Madonna, you would have applied it to Beyonce and her having mm-hmm. the baby, all these fours, the fours, the fours, the fours. See, that is that was uh, done also to perpetrate and imitate, you know, the true mama, um, you know, uh, represented through the 49 rather than the 44. You see, the 49, when you add up 49, you still get four. But see, at the uh, the lower level, then you get an image of uh, Beyonce having her baby, uh, you know, uh, as a four, her being a four, uh, Jay-Z being a four, um, you know, in direct opposition uh, to steal the thunder or the symbology from the true high mama represented through the 49. So you, you're right. Uh, Madonna is playing the same role, but at another level, you know, uh, to have you look at it representing her as Madonna representing. And now, see, if you go outside of the United States, the Pope and everyone else internationally do honor the Black Madonna. You see, you don't yes. you don't find that in the United States, but you go outside of the United mm-hmm. States, you so know, they do uh, rep, they do honor the Black Madonna. Yeah, and I also so, found it, like, very interesting, like, that they would bring Nicki Minaj, who Nicki Minaj is yeah. the representation, the image of the black women that the media is really trying to put out there with, like, the colorful weave and just, like, really crass and no self-esteem. And, you know, she's going to come out and be singing with Madonna, who just made that comment about Janet Jackson, kind of, like, you know, really turning her back. And it's interesting that a lot of people that are really big fans of Nicki Minaj are white women, and I think that that's the image of black women that they like to have. She's a joke, Uh, and and, uh, yes, yes, putting putting her up as the, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, the example, I mean, giving her the exposure representing the black woman, you know, and then putting someone up like Madonna you know, representing mm-hmm. the white woman. So, uh, yeah, seeing all that. And then, and then the reason I mentioned the, um, you know, Etta James. It's no coincidence that Etta James, you know, see, last year we had, my, mm-hmm. my, my, uh, my spirit, uh, Big Mama told me she was getting ready to expose the perpetrators versus the authentics, you see. Yeah. And this was at the time where um, uh, Aretha Franklin was in the hospital. Uh, and then... Um, uh, and then uh, Tina Marie passes away, and in her passing, they call her the Queen of Soul. They said Tina Marie, the Queen of Soul, has passed away. Well, That's it was ridiculous. very interesting that the day uh, before or after uh, that uh, Tina Marie passes away, um, Aretha Franklin comes out of the hospital. That's when mm-hmm. uh, Mama was telling me, "I'm getting ready, to, you know, to expose the perpetrators." take down the perpetrators, and expose the authentic. So this is the same thing going on here uh, when we came to uh, Etta James uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Beyonce and the song At Last, you see. In other words, why are you going to – that was symbolic of them replacing the authentic with the perpetrator, you see. Yeah. Uh, and and so uh, – uh, and then, and then um, uh, Beyonce even taunted. Etta James because she was um, upset that they would call Beyonce to sing the song at last yeah. and if you look at the words at last it's talking about the black woman at last mm-hmm. her man has come home you know and yeah. then they put the movie out Obsession where indeed mm-hmm. the black man uh, holds off uh, yeah. um, the affections of the white woman on the job but of course mm-hmm. the wife 
that he's finally faithful to is a hybrid. It's not really the authentic black woman, you see. So yeah, that is he, what they're trying to do. They're trying yeah. to circumvent the true, the authentic, the original black man and woman, you know, and replace them with an imitation, you know. And as we buy mm-hmm. into it, we're energizing that for them and, and turning away from the authentic. Because Beyonce taunted Etta James at the end of the music uh, awards when she sang her song. And at the end, after she finished her song, then she went into a quick uh, melody of At Last, just to taunt mm-hmm. Etta James on that, you see. Yes, and so I and I don't know, and I don't know if you're aware of it, but also there was just recently when there was Etta James' funeral, they picked Christina Aguilera to come sing at last at the funeral, yeah. and I was like, yeah, that's I kind of that. an interesting choice, you know? Yes, yes, absolutely. I saw that also. So that is the programming of the illusion, you know. If you're not aware, if you're not seeing how all this ties up together, then you are not, you know, then you um, you are buying into this programming, into this illusion, because there's always going to be a duality, as above, so below. Yes. And uh, the, 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 the below is going to have to reflect or imitate what is to uh, occur uh, from the above. They have scripted this so that they mm-hmm. can harmonize, you know, and bring your focus to them imitating this energy mm-hmm. that they know is ready to unfold, you know, from a higher level. So they're trying to get us to look in the opposite. Physical is individual, spiritual is collective. So if we look at the physical level, you know, and buy into it at that level that's imitating, you know, what's actually happening collectively or spiritually in the opposite sense, of, you know, from the highest level. That is why we're seeing an imitation of what is really about to unfold, uh, like I said, through that Gemini gateway where you're discerning what's real versus what's the illusion. Thank you so much for that comment. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people to take this, what I'm opening up, you know, and chew on it and see those symbolisms and how they all connect together you know, to indicate how they're trying to program us. But what you have to do is see what they're representing and putting yeah. out there, and then you have to attach the opposite collective spiritual uh, reflection to that to see the whole mm-hmm. story. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm thank so you. honored thank you. to talk to you, and thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm. Wow. I ain't even know about I ain't know about Nicki Minaj either, Sister Myra. Oh, I didn't either. And yes, you know that just shows you that they're they're trying to make a mockery, you know, of the black woman. You know, at the same time, you know, they're trying to put the white woman up as if she's supreme. Uh, you know, just like going back to Red Tails, the, uh, the uh, one of the the men in uh, Red Tails. He's supposed to have a black a white woman you know, as his love interest. So you're going to finally give homage to the black man, you know, as a hero, but, of course, you're going to put a white woman at his side. And if you look at all the end-of-the-world movies, you're going to see this. You're going to be hard-pressed to find a black woman in any of the -the end-of-the-world movies. And in the Super Bowl, and it may have been the – no, it was the Super Bowl where we had the patriarchs against the, the, the egos, 
which was symbolic before of the patriarchs taking down the father. In that Super Bowl, they did uh, the ritual, the, the, the halftime ritual was called uh, uh, Bridging uh, Generations. And in that Super Bowl, they had Alicia Keys, they had the Black Eyed Peas, and they had Earth, Wind, and Fire. And I kept trying to figure out, Earth, Wind, and Fire, how is Earth, Wind, and Fire? And this was, uh, you know, how is, uh, and this is when they introduced the hybrid. That's why they had Alicia Keys, the Black Eyed Peas, and they introduced the hybrid car. So they were introducing, they were mad because Pittsburgh or the Steelers prior to that, had passed the power back to her own man. So they turned around, and uh, they were supposed to have um, a Mary J. Blige, uh, Blige to sing at the Super Bowl, who is a Capricorn, and that represents the royal daughter. And then at the last minute, they bump her, and then they bring in, uh, like I said, Elise Keys and Jordan Sparks sings the national anthem. These are both hybrids. Uh, so it's like them bumping the black woman, the authentic black woman, and replacing them with the hybrids. And during that Super Bowl, um, they introduced the hybrid car, and they did the ceremony saying bridging generations. And when I kept staring at it, uh, what shined up at me was bridging the genes, bridging genes. You know, in bridging generations, it was really a code for bridging genes. And then... Um, um, you know, and then they, um, when they uh, did that Super Bowl bridging uh, jeans, I kept trying to figure out what the earth, wind, and fire symbology was. And then when I looked at the elements, of course, what's missing? The water. And the water is what represents black mama. So taking black mama out of the picture is what they were symbolizing. So earth is the daughter. Water, uh, earth, wind is the father. The air is the father, and fire is the sun. So the only thing missing out of the element of earth, wind, and fire is the water, which represents black mama. So that was what they were symbolizing there, taking the black mama out of the picture. You see, it, it, because any seed that goes into a black mama comes out black. You see. So they could not even create this hybrid scenario as long as the black mama is in the picture. You see, uh, whatever seed goes in, all colors come from black. You can get no color out of uh, any other color but black. All colors come out of black. That's what we mean when we talk about the original black mama. All energy vibrations come from black. And so uh, in order to create a black child, you have to have a black mama. You can't stick your seed in any other soil than a black mama and recreate yourself. So that is how they are, uh, you know, actually um, creating genocide by black men having babies with white women. That is because that baby is not going to be black. That baby is going to be white. It looks, it'll take the appearance of the father. The father only flavors the appearance of color, but the color actually comes from the mama. She gives her melanin to her child through her milk, her breast milk, as well as her blood. And a white mama cannot pass that to her child. So, um, you know, so that is what they have to do. They have to take the black mama out of the scenario in order to create the imitation of a black child, you know. And as we embrace that as one of us, this is how they feel they're going to be able to sneak into 
uh, the new age because they know their time is up, so they're going to try and get in through the back door. You see. Mm. I don't know if they can come through the back door. My, you know, but they can't. I, I, they can't. I mean, they're they're just desperate. They're doing everything that they can, you know, uh, to try to save themselves. Um, you know, and they're still thinking from a literal. Now, even if you look at the movie 2012, what did they do? They, you know, you heard all life began in in Africa, so that's why they at the end. Uh, they're on a ship headed toward Africa to regenerate the, the the world. After it's been torn down, they're going to regenerate it. But even in that movie, you were hard-pressed to find a black woman, uh, a black person, period, you know, uh, on that ship. Um, the, they, the, the president's daughter, of course, was a hybrid. Um, and the, um, you know, uh, and then there was one black man uh, that was on that ship you know, on the movie 2012 at the end as they headed into Africa, you know, to repopulate the world. So this is their idea, uh, their scenario. Uh, even, um, 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 what's his name, um, uh, they did it in um, the movie The Knowing, I'm uh, not knowing, they did it in the movie, um, um, uh, yeah, it was The Knowing, where um, they, they destroyed, the aliens uh, knew it was the end of the world, so they came to save the two little children, two little white children, they're not trying to save the world right now. They're only trying to save their seed, their genetic seed. Uh, uh, Charles Manson uh, was giving you the scenario with Helter Skelter where he was going to try to create a race war. Uh, and, you know, and then when the black man won, uh, him and his crew would go into hiding. And once the black man won the race war, then he would come out with his superior intelligence and rule the world. That was his scenario. So this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to save their genetics. See, they did this in the movie um, Terminator 3. Uh, the woman um, that was more powerful was destroying the world. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger came to save uh, J.C. or John, John Connor, J.C., and his woman and put them up in a high mountain and hide them away as the world is destroyed, and then once uh, that is over with, then they would come back out and repollute the world again. And you'll find that same scenario in the in the Bible, in the scene of the Bible, uh, in Revelation, where they finally take, you know, uh, the devil and, and bound him for a thousand years, and then he comes back, you know, and try to repollute the world again, but he's not successful. So this is the, what you're looking at when you're seeing this strategy. That's it. That's it. That's what, and, and and that's the important part is we have to strategize. You know what I'm saying? Everything is here. We have to step into it, put the shame down, because either way, whether it's the Patriots or whether it's the Giants, um, power is not going to be given to anybody who's tentative. There's no more time for no tentative ruler. I think that's probably one of the biggest um, biggest lessons that I take from you all the time. Yeah. Some people say, well, you're just a little bit arrogant. I say, no, I'm representing the energy that that sent me. You know, I'm, I'm, I represent some big bad stuff, you know what I'm saying, some big good stuff too. So I don't have to be afraid or yeah. um, kowtow 
Or, you know, now I understand I still have to be humble and show um, and, and, and express humility when it's right. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying, we we are too much of um, – we're too much of – uh, focusing our eyes to the ground when we walk and we see people versus looking people in the eye or even looking over people's head, you know what I'm saying, and looking at where we got to go and what and what we want. So I think yeah. I think that this is definitely the time that we got to cut that out. And, you know, most of the time people be saying stand on their square. I say stand yeah. on your trine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for my astro for my astro listeners in the building, stand up on your trine and uh, and stand on the strength that you got. So don't necessarily yeah, try to think it's some kind of badge of honor all the time to be uh, just standing on your you know, to be standing on your I'm gonna stand on my troubles and I'm gonna just get over it like that. It's some power out here right now that we can stand don't on. Don't give into the okie doke. Don't give into the okie doke. That's thing because they're they're putting all kind of bull crap out there, and that's the program. Like I said, even about homosexuality, I don't have anything personally against homosexuals, but when you are making this a national agenda, when you're pushing it down our throat that same-sex marriages are is equal to. Um, uh, heterosexual relationships. What is what are you saying to our children? They even got cartoons out now, you know, where the little boy has two fathers, you see, and he's in the school telling people he don't have a mother, you know. And then when he goes and finds his mother, when he gets his surrogate mother, you know, he wants to uh, bring her back into the fold, uh, and until uh, he finds out that mama, you know, dictates character and mama you know, is going to make him, you know, uh, do the right thing where he didn't have to do the right thing with two fathers. He could manipulate them, you know, uh, you know, and they would back him, you know, in their logic and reason. Uh, and, um, you know, so he went and, and, and sent the mama back away where she wouldn't stand up against the, for him against the teacher. You know, this is the kind of stuff they're teaching our children. They're putting this in cartoons. The father has a lot of pull. He's got a lot of muscle. So when they're getting ready to have their little dance in the grade school, the father goes to the principal and forces the principal to make the dance where the boys have to ask out the boys and the girls have to ask out the girls, you see. He made that mandatory. And so this is what they're putting in our cartoons. I just read you the story, the you know, what you were talking about, the health and human services, where they're legitimizing uh, pedophilia. They did. They once did that to homosexuality. Homosexuality used to be considered a mental illness, also, and they did the same thing with that. They um, legitimized it. Now they're trying to make it equal. So this year, when I told you character versus degradation was going to unfold, that's exactly what unfolded. Not just with the Penn State. They repealed the "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" uh, in the military. Um, you know, they, um, I mean, I lost count of all the things that they did to promote homosexuality couples, the homosexual couples over, you know, the heterosexual couples. So um, the nation, you know, is um, giving us, uh, you know, is forcing us to accept the fact that, um, you know, we, we are supposed to accept that homosexual relationships 
are equal to um, a relationship between a man and a woman. That is not what is natural. That's nature is what's natural. And you only create between an egg and a, a, a seed. If you uh, try to put two seeds together, you can't create. You can't put, create by two eggs. So that goes against uh, the creative process, which is mama. You see, taking mama out of the game. You know the uh, uh, you know the, the the creative aspect. You know um, you know of this whole process. It's it's not if, if if that is your desire. I'm not sitting in judgment. You see, that's your your choice. But to try to say um, that one is equal to the other, you know, that's not true. And you know, and and to say that on, on a national standard, you know, uh, the confusion that our children are going through, you know, by accepting this, you know, um, that's where I have a problem at. Hey, well, you know, you know, the only thing we get on, only thing we can do from here is we better act like a lot. And when we see doors opening in front of us, go ahead and walk through them. Yes. Yes. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying yes. That's the power from within, being secure from within, Uh, you know, and that is where you have to, um, uh, you know, that's where you have to go internal to speak to mama. She speaks to you from the soul realm your ancient memory. She's the master that's uh, of the soul realm. She represents the last water sign is Pisces. That represented the fairy godmother, our mama of the Cinderella story. So Pisces, the ultimate mama, the subconscious, your ancient memory, you know, that's where our power comes from. That's where our power stems from, mama magic, you see. So don't give in to the okie don't. Don't give in to this illusion. Wherever they're telling you to look at, you know, to uh, whatever they're trying to push down your throat, that's what you need to be looking uh, opposite of in order to get the true uh, reality of things, Uh, illusion versus reality. That is what we're up against right now. Uh, That is the programming, uh, and uh, it's time to see things holistically. We're holistic people and we can't afford, you know, uh, to look at things from a personal level anymore, um, you know, and decide and gauge our choices based on, um, you know, the illusion. Time to get real. Mm, Time to get real because that's going to be the norm. Now tell them that's going to be the norm. They might as well get used to it. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> We gotta well, regenerate now. Regenerate. <laughs> and we got to deprogram before we can reprogram. Y'all Absolutely. are listening to Original Native Radio with Sister Myra and Coach Kair. Our call-in number, well, if you're on, you on the call because the streaming is shut down, but uh, I'm going to do my last, I'm going to do my countdown call for anybody that's in the chat, I mean, anybody that's on the line now that wants to press one and come on and give us some comments or feedback about the kind of energy you felt tonight or did you gain anything or did we miss anything or did you want to add anything uh, to the show tonight. Just press one and I'll be able to see your hand and I'll pull you up. Otherwise, we're getting ready to take it away. Um, I'm not really going to... uh, you know, my boy's out of it. You know, the Steelers is out of it. 
So um, I'm not no uh, AFC man like that. Well, I'm going to just jump on the other team out of the AFC. Um, but I know it's going to be interesting. I know it's going to be. Oh, yeah. I know yeah, it's going to yeah, be an interesting yeah. game. And um, and even though we think we know, you know, remember, you know, there's always going to be a hidden factor that we don't know and we won't know until it's all done. You know, like I said about the Steelers last year, you know, of course I personally was rooting for the Steelers, but when they didn't win, you know, I didn't um, I didn't assume that to mean all was lost, you see. I had to find the higher understanding of the loss in context to uh, the larger story. And so that is going to still be true, you know, no matter who loses. And when you get in the habit, get in the habit, the three things that undermine our spiritual power is our doubts, our fears, and our guilt. The minute we entertain our doubts, our fears, and our guilt, you know, we're participating with the illusion. You have to take a leap of faith in order to deal with mama because it goes beyond your contemplation. It goes beyond you being able to figure it out. And you have to be at peace and secure in order to get mama's uh, help because you have to prove to her that she's the one that you trust. So, um, you know, your doubts, fears, and guilt, we have to stay out of that. That's, uh, you know, so the minute things don't happen the way you think that they should happen, then you have to look higher. That means you're not looking high enough you know, to see the true message. So whenever you get lemonade at this illusionary level, you have to turn uh, lemons at this illusionary level, you have to turn that into lemonade, you see. You have to look at a higher purpose, you know, other than the level you were looking at to understand why it didn't pan out the way you figured it would, you see. So, But you have to be secure and confident that whatever is happening you know, is happening, you know, for the best for everyone overall, you see. Uh, even though you don't personally understand it, you have to still be secure, you know, that a bigger purpose is being served, you know, and then figure out why, you know, it's being done that way versus the way you thought it was being done, you see. And mm. that's how you'll continue to expand you know, in your overstanding of how spirit, you know, uh, does its thing. I got two more callers on the line that have popped up. I got a caller from the 404. Your mic is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Alexis K. Tyler, Vagina Power. Hey, Mommy. Hi, Alexis. <laughs> Alexis is in the building. <laughs> I'm just over here ready to put some hot oil on my head. And packaging up my products tonight so I can get your stuff out and get other people's stuff out. How are you doing, Kaya, with your new products? We want to hear. Oh, man. Trust me, I'm ready to go on. I mean, not rushing Big Mama's show, but I'm I'm doing like a before and after with the oils. So I done shot like three parts already, and, I done, and now I'm getting ready to shoot part four. So I'm not revealing. All I'm saying is just y'all just wait probably to tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon before I let this another, this another uh, video out. Um, but I am fully endorsing the products. But I've had my own personal experience, so everybody got to wait till the video come out. It'll be out by tomorrow, so... I'm in the studio right now. I'm not telling nothing. I ain't unveiling nothing. And we had a wonderful experience today. Wonderful, 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 wonderful experience. So, hey, woo, good gracious. We're having a good time here, a good time. 
Sister Mara Kyer got it going on. I, when I grew up, I want to be like him. He had. Oh, 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 chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. Let me bring on the other caller before you start trying to yappity yappity. Stay on the line, though. Call us on the phone. <laughs> Four. Can I get the name of where you're calling from? Your mic is open. Hi, this is Tracy. I'm calling from Wisconsin. I just wanted to say it was a fabulous show. I'm glad I I I, I couldn't get in the chat room for a minute. I was having some, you know computer troubles, but I got back in and was able to call. So uh, I love your work, Sister Myra. Uh, Thank you. That's all I wanted to share. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm so glad you did. I mean, feedback is extremely important to me because, you know, um, I I do want to know how people respond to the information. So thank you so much. Well, I couldn't miss it. I I saw the video perhaps maybe two years ago, Uh, one of the first videos that I did see on astrology um, as far as your work. And yes. it was fabulous. Uh, on I think it was New Orleans, and I loved how you broke that down. So I'm yes. like, I can't yes. miss, you know, I can't miss it. So, <laughs> so what did you think of so, me from Wisconsin? What did you think about the Packers scenario there? Uh, the, the one the last homosexuality. year? Yeah, or, the symbolism of the Packers as the homosexual. Oh, wait a minute, did, did I miss that part? Is that when I... Oh, you didn't get that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, is that when I couldn't get in the chat room? <laughs> oh, you okay. know, the, the last, last, last year's Super Bowl was the Steelers against the Packers. And symbolically, right. the Steelers represented character and the Packers represented homosexuality. So that was uh, character versus degradation. That was the symbolism of last year's... Super Bowl, and I know you said you're from Wisconsin. That's why I wanted. I was interested in your, um, you know, your take on that. That symbol. No, I'm. I'm like I'm missing something. I'm like, did did I miss the? Did you do a show <laughs> on that last year and I missed uh, it, or was you, you talked about it tonight? Because either oh, way, yeah, no, I talked I about both. it some tonight. But yeah, I did do last year. You know, every year yeah. I do the symbolism of the Super Bowl. So. Yes, I did. Oh, yes, I... okay. I'm missing some stuff. I'm I'm bad. Okay, bad girl. <laughs> well, I'm gonna That's go okay, back. Annie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go back anyway over the archives because, like I said, I did miss uh, several minutes. So um, glad we do have recordings, and then I'll probably. Yes. Uh, can you hook me up uh, on Facebook with something, Mister um, Love, if I can. <laughs> Oh, if no problem. Mind. Send me a message or just post on my page and say you were on the show, and I'll post. Um, I'll post last year's show that she did summing up that whole thing about Green Bay. And then when you come back and listen to this show again, you'll really get up to speed and you'll be like, "Oh, okay, I see what okay. I got. I, I, I see what's going on." Okay, see that's why I need. So I'm not gonna look at the archive till I look at that. So <laughs> or listen. <you> know. <laughs> So anyway, right. thanks a lot, and I appreciate you. And guys. thank you, honey. Thank you for for speaking. Peace. Have a good thank one. you, Tracy. Whoo! Now back to Alexis sitting over there chilling in the cut, talking about she want to be like me. What you talking about, Alexis? <laughs> yeah, you you so cold. We yeah had a, a certain folks had a uh, driver come to pick up your personal custom blended products to take them from Atlanta. North Carolina. I want to be oh like that. I want to be able to make a phone call and say, I need such and such, and somebody in a state drive from that state to ATL and drop my custom blended things off, too. Hey, 
on the fire, like every time, like you know, we was talking and she just come in here to myself, wow, just over there, all the extra. You see what I'm saying? Not not even the peanut gallery. She got pancakes and waffles over there in her gallery. You see what I'm saying? Turkey bacon and the whole nine. She just over there in her gallery with all that. I had to have it. That's all I can really say in my personal defense. I had to have the VP hair products. I had to have it because they, you know I'm 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 going on my little sabbatical coming up this Wednesday and I mean like I'm feeling so good right now, y'all. You just you just, you just can't even understand. So like, oh man, all I can say is I love me some Alexis K. Tyler. And if y'all end up on these on on these hair care products, he's blushing over here. He's blushing, man. Man, Sister Myra is only you know. So you yeah, yeah, you know, Sister Myra tell you too. She, she, you know, I don't tell no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't tell no tales, no call no names. You know what I'm saying? I keep everything like the pyramids. I, uh, when it, uh, once I get over here, but I'm gonna tell about these products though. You know, but I ain't gonna tell about you know the curry or nothing like that. You know, I don't get into all that. <laughs> I stayed up late making his products, and, and first he requested just the hot pepper oil. And it went from a hot pepper oil to, you want me to tell me everything you got, or you won't tell me everything you got? Oh, no, nah, go ahead. You know, I, I, I just go on and on. But I made all the right decisions. Damn, then you got to tell the one I forgot. <laughs> oh, that's right. I got to do it. He requested me to create a lock cream for him. I had to make a, a special moisture shampoo for my love line, a moisture spritz, leave-in spritz, a um, herbal salt, sea salt scrub for him. Um, I made a deep conditioning butter cream um, oh that my. has different uh, shea butter, cocoa butter, aloe vera, neem, um, turmeric. Oh, he had me working over here, oh, lavender. Wow. Oh, yeah, peppermint, tea tree. Yeah, I threw everything but the kitchen sink in for him. And then the courier kept calling me. Um, Yes, I'm I'm calling to see if Tyre's products are ready. Um, I'm on a time schedule. (laughs) I have to get these to North Carolina within a certain period of time. Oh, my gosh, man. Well, no wonder you're feeling good over there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh You got a fool man you, everything, you got everything uh, Working over there uh, And I put it all on my Venus and Gemini That's between me and Sister Myra That's all I'm going to say I put it all on my Venus and Gemini <laughs> Yes Lord I'm in the temp Have mercy but we stayed inside. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. But um, what I'm gonna say too though is um, I don't even know nobody who might want that hot. If I got the mild on the on the on the hot oil, you should change that to the hot, and then whatever the normal was, change that to the mild. Because don't nobody need nothing hotter than this. Is what I got? Because I put I I put this on about. I put this on about right now about five or six hours ago, and right now I feel like I got a nice little sweater on my head. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I got a little turtleneck on and, my and, head. And it lasts for days, I'm telling you. Last for days. Last for days. I won't be. And offline, Alexa, we're going to talk about raising your prices because that bottle, yeah. that bottle of hot oil, I know for a fact, 
is going to last me two years. I know for a right. fact I will not be ordering no more of that from you unless I spill that bottle. And I'm putting that up somewhere because, like, you got to be special. You got to, but, but it, every dread, any person with locks that's got their head and got any kind of scratching going on, you must have that hot oil in your house, in your bathroom, somewhere beside your haircut. Every woman who, who who got a natural hair shop and she doing locks, she must have this hot oil. I had my hair done on the West Coast, East Coast, Maine, and Miami, and I have never, ever had no feeling like this. I've been in some of the best projects getting my hair done. I've been in some of the best salons getting my, get my hair done. I have had all types of homemade concoctions. I've tried everything the Koreans got. But this hot oil right here, like, because you don't need this. You don't need this every day. Ain't no way in the world. Like, my spritz, I may hit that, like, every now and then, but... Like, right now, I don't want to do nothing. But, see, the key is, I'm supposed to be saving all this for the video, is you got to put the hot oil on in the daytime and then go outside and let the sun bake it for about 10 minutes, then go back inside. Wow. I mean, I'm over here doing my alchemist. See, I had a show last night about the about the alchemist next door. I've been doing all kind of alchemy with my stuff. I'm telling you, I am. <laughs> Listen, you got some blood raw over there. You might not even know it. That's what I'm saying, man. The they gotta buy you out. Like blood raw. Blood raw. I'm, I'm talking about it's just so raw that when the big boys, when uh Maybelline or Mac or whoever them people is who make shampoo, they gonna try to come buy you out. African Pride. They're going to try to come buy the formula. Don't give it to them. Don't give you it to them. You know what? Uh, that girl that called in the other night in New Jersey, that being in New York, who's saying her vagina was hot, she told me that she said, girl, your stuff is up there with the king, that I feel hot, bio-free, so they can't even fuck with this hot oil. She said, girl, you up oh. there with them kings. And if, if, if you're doing somebody's hair, like if you're the one putting it on, and you got some sinus problems or you got some headaches or whatever, yes. it's going to open up. We had to move. We had to move out of my bedroom <clears throat> over into the um porch because it was just too much. It was too much going on. We had to we had to go somewhere where there was some ventilation up in this piece. What? So you can feel wow. the spirits that I be putting in now. When I be uh, meditating, you can tell for real. I ain't playing over here. I be meditating. You can feel that energy coming out them things. And and the people who apply it. That's the other thing the sister was saying was that. Her hands just felt very warm, tangling, and yep. open, opening. And and yep. for people who do Reiki and who do any type of healing energy, um, this is a this is a great product. And I am also going to put some of it on other parts of my body too. Like if my okay. neck, if I get a crick in my neck or something, I'm putting yeah. some of it on there to see what it does. And I saw I saw with my own eyes what it did for Sister Myra's leg. So my yeah. only thing is, you just got to remember when you finish. You got to wash your hands off because if you put this thing in your mouth or your eyes, good gracious, Ooh, trouble. So you saying that I should make a a milder one for everybody else? Don't give them that hot one right there because I like it hot. Since my like it hot, my grandmama loves it hot. It don't bother. Yeah, me. I like this one right here, but if you got something hotter than this, like I they do. can't have it. Don't even. I, do. I know you got something hotter than this. But I told you, make sure mine was mild, but do not. Don't even just advertise the one that I got as the hot, and then if, and okay. then if somebody say I want something hotter, then you better let they uh, uh, you better let them tomorrow look at their chart because something is going on with they Sagittarius and they Leo and they Aries. If this right here ain't hot enough for them, 
I guess that's why me and Sister Mara can take it. My grandmama can't take it because we round it. Because I know my grandmother's birthday is in February. I know I'm fire. Maybe that's why we can take it. Because I, I got, I got more fire in me than anything. You know, I got more mm-hmm. fire mm-hmm. element in me than any other element. So, I'm. I got a what you call airy signature because um, I got more fire and then more cardinal signs. And the fire cardinal is airy, so that gives me an airy signature. So I'm, I'm mostly all fire. <laughs> well, I got that new one coming soon for you. I'm waiting a few days on making that maraschino cherry and chocolate. Whoa. Mercy. Wow. <laughs> Honey, you're dangerous, Alexis. You're dangerous. You're dangerous. <laughs> but it's going to be for us to try. You kind of said he wanted them. I got some other oils tonight, Kaya, to put it in there that are not hot pepper oils, but they're warming oils. And soothing and calming all at the same time while you get that mouth, like that glowing kind of warmth to it to open up them chakras, help to spin them chakras and auric fields and the meridian points all over the body, which is what I do when I gave you your oils. And when I make other people's oils, I do for Sister Myra. I always um, blend them so that energy will connect with your energy field when you touch them or whoever's putting them on you. You'll feel your chakras and your auras opening. Wow, that is fantastic! Hey, and, um, I'm telling you right here, uh, once you get that lock cream out there and popping, it's gonna be crazy because I didn't even know the order. You know what I'm saying? The sister she put the she put the hot oil on my hair first and then twisted it, and ooh. that was a whole experience. That was a whole experience. Like, <laughs> so I sat wow. there as it was going in after I had the hot oil. So it was like the hot oil was getting twisted like down ooh. into my. So, child. yeah, child is right. Church, you might say church. <laughs> what would you feel? I ain't never did that. Oh no, 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 that's for the video. That's for the video. Y'all have to wait till tomorrow for that. I can't. I ain't giving up nothing else. I ain't giving up nothing else. That's it. I don't. I don't. All I'm saying, just wait. I, I got the before, the after, the whole nine. I got something real special to say about my face. Just, 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 just be easy. Just be easy. I got you. Now, I wanted you to mention on the show because somebody emailed me tonight and they heard the show, and yesterday they heard it, and they want to order because they heard you talking about it. They heard Sister Myra talking about it. So that's why I just wanted to mention on this show is when people go back and listen to the archives and let people know what you honestly think and feel about it and how serious Oh, well, if they don't – well, one thing is, let's say you – I don't want everybody to think that they got to get the hot oil. If, if, you, if your hair is straight and you don't need that – Everybody need that face cream, that that face scrub. Everybody need that face scrub. Period. Get get the the face but scrub. The hot, did the have the most shock. It's more than about the hair, though. The hot pepper oil is more than just about the hair. It starts with the hair, but then you know, like I said, that gets into your blood. It gets into your 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 bloodstream. And then it goes throughout your body, and it just works out all those areas that. Yeah, it moves lactic acid out of the joints. Yeah. It moves congestion out of the chest, mm-hmm. out of the back, out mm-hmm. of the the pain yeah. in your feet. Like I said, I felt a toothache coming on, and I just mm-hmm. put it at the top of my head and, and waited until I tasted it in my mouth, and not too long after that, that toothache started to subside. So, you know, wherever that heat will help the situation, yes, you that know, heat. you just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
That heat moves if it's in congestion. But you're right, Kyrie. I do have a non-high oil. I have some follicle-stimulating oil to help the hair stop shedding, stop falling out at the root, to help bald spot areas as well. If people do not want a high oil, I can still make a strong follicle stimulator to strengthen the roots and to mm-hmm. um, help to generate the energy in there so the hair will start to grow back and fill in without using the pepper. But we're addicted. I'm addicted to the fire. So I put that fire yeah. all over the body. I think everybody needs that, though, like what Sister Marvel says, that because this stuff, you know what I'm saying, now just sitting here and relaxing, I can feel my shoulders warming up. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. only been five hours since I put it in. And, like, last time I was in Baltimore, I was moving around and stuff, but now I'm at my house, I'm comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going outside in the morning to, you know, to uh, do my morning sun, sun gazing in the morning, so I'm going to see how that feels. You know, but like I can, I can definitely see how it's already working its way down my body. Like I can feel yeah. my shoulders nice and warm. You know, like the the, the uh, points behind touch, my ears. Touch your and, touch and I your... and since my office, I'm about that tooth. You know, um, I have been having some issues with a tooth. You know, what I'm saying with an ache over there, and it does feel a little, a little subsided. I, I'm gonna just wait yeah. till tomorrow to my full. Put my full yeah, thing on it as far as tooth. In. The, you know, the, the longer it's in there, the more it just works itself into, uh, you know, your aura. And take uh, uh, right now, take and t- put the tip of your uh, finger to the tip of your tongue and see if you don't taste the, the heat. Yep. I said, I said, and that's not because I've been scratching my scalp with this hand either. You know what I'm saying? I can right, feel right. a little bit I know because, on my uh, tongue. Uh, I'm doing, a, I'm doing an experiment right now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see how long. In other words, I'm not going to put any more in. <laughs> you know, until I'm, I'm going to keep, keep tasting, uh, and and not put any more in just to see how long I can, um, you know, uh, sense it in my system you know, uh, how long it's going to be in there before, you know, I have to put some more in. I just want to find out. I'm not going to do that regularly, but I want to see how long uh, one application will stay in my system. You know what I do too, Kaya, before I'm going to work out or like you said, go outside or something, I'll take some and start right to the top of my neck and run it just down the spine, just straight down that spine bone to go nowhere else in that back and watch it. You go out there, start moving. Watch how your back open up. Good gracious. I'm, I'm scared of that. I'm good. <laughs> uh, because, nah, because I mess with, you know, with, with this Kundalini fire and then putting that on top of that, too. That's going to yeah. that's that's, that's me running around the yard. I'm good. I don't, I don't want to run around the yard right now. <laughs> I'm scared of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take my time. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. This crazy. All right. Well, we um we getting ready to close this thing on out tonight. I am okay. glad everybody joined us. Y'all, make sure y'all are here Wednesday night for the Alexis K. Tyler show. Alexis, who, who you got coming on this Wednesday? Sister Myra, um, to 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 get on the same topic y'all are on, and I'll see who else is coming on. But I definitely am asking more people to come on with testimonials, and because that meant so much to me. Thank you, Kyrie and Sister Myra, and the other ladies that called oh, in. You're so welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I've been busy ever since. Thank you so much. So I, you're right, Kyrie, and you're getting on me about 
definitely making sure I mention what I do and not just being so concerned about getting information out about the shows. So just that one show has made such a big difference. So we're definitely going to start taking time out and talking about testimonials and asking questions about the Alexis K. Tyler natural product line. And two, I'm going to let you know I'm working on something else too because I'm going to put that something in there in there for that. Uh, what I'm going to call it, um, we're going to get some T-shirts. I know you'll probably wear them, too. Um, we got a product for the men called Pipe Right, and we got the other one called it. Oh, sure. A lot of women got dried out vaginas, and they want to bring life back in them, so we're going to have one for that moist vagina and uh, that coochie oil and that Pipe wow. Right. Stimulate that prostate wow. and have that Pipe Right. Like, you know, you're going to be the guinea pig for it. You said quite right. Guinea pig, guinea pig with my hand raised. Got my hand raised <laughs> over here for the guinea pig. Sister Myra, sit up, stop laughing all the time, man. Good gracious. Oh, I can't help it. This is funny. <laughs> that wrong? I'm just trying to contribute. I'm just trying to contribute. I'm just trying to do my part in science. <laughs> I, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I mean, this is great. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it to the max. <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, you know, so um okay, next stop Wednesday. So, um I'm so glad um that you gave me the opportunity to do this um this symbolism. You know, that's my thing every year and then I know we still got part two after the Super Bowl so we can get the full gist and the full picture, you know, of what was meant, you know, to be symbolized on the energy that's to unfold for this year, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the 13th <clears throat> um, on Monday because I get back on the 12th, but I, I don't know if I want to just jump straight back out of that hiatus into a show that night. So I think we may do something on the 13th, so, I, so I'll okay. let you all know. Yeah, I'm I'm going to Richmond on the uh, on the 18th, so as long as it's before that. Okay, no problem. Okay. All right, all right, my peeps, love you, love you so much, and um, you know, definitely we will be connecting soon again, as which is always my pleasure. So, good night, all. Nighty night. <laughs>
Vishputa Buddhisuri Jaya Jaya Vijaya Vijaya Smara Smara Sarva Buddha Aristita Suri Vajri Vajagarve Vajamba Vata Mama Sariram Sarva Sarvanam Kakaya Paravisuri Sarva Gati Parasuri Sarva Tatagata Sankame Samasvasa Yantu Sarva Tatagata Samasvasa Aristita Budaya Budaya Vibudaya Vibudaya Budaya Budaya Vibudaya Vibudaya Samanta Parasuri Sarva Tatagata Hirdaya Aristita Nanistita Mahamudra Svaha Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.